can like record your own audio into it and then it'll be like it'll repeat it and it's quite hilarious so uh we are uh, we're not live on facebook but we're live on the podcast because f facebook nobody cares about those guys (laughs) (laughs) it's happening that's what you're saying it's happening it is really really happening uh we are going live guys and gals tonight daniel angulo is supposed to join us uh he has his own photography studio works with people outside the sport so uh every now and then he's got a client who needs him to work a little bit late tonight that was the case uh we will set up with daniel sometime in the future he is traveling the next few weeks but uh, we'll catch back up with him soon so uh instead we have tonight just uh the homies uh elsa's on the other side of the desk tonight what's up elsa this is so strange wow <laughs> what huh i started in this seat as a guest and then I moved behind there, and I've always been behind there. And so now it's really weird to be here. You feel like again. you just don't have enough stuff to do? Um, yeah, maybe. I need to like have my th- thing. and We could find a keyboard for you to hang on to. <laughs> here, <laughs> hold this. <laughs> right, and I'm just like pushing buttons. <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't really need the keyboard to drive. Over. I guess if you're looking things up, yeah, you do. Yeah, other yeah. than that, you don't. The keyboard used to be the driver. So the keypad, the mm. that used to drive all the cameras like this does. Oh yeah, I remember that. But you, okay, I you remember you that. telling me that. But yeah. it was a little bit different sequence. So so this little handy deck that lets us do things like mm-hmm. that is so much more fun. So you you have never done uh I call these shows the crew. We I used to call them the boys, but you know, yes, weird. we did one um before, but I was the You've producer. never sat over there. Yeah. Wow. Or no. Not since, not yeah, that's crazy. It's it's weird. So, one of my favorite things about tonight is Nick's ability to just completely go on tangents that make no sense. Oh, set me up for one. Open yeah, right. man, Let's squirrel this. It, it absolutely is. It's it's fun because you like it when we don't have an agenda, we don't have a place to go. You know, we get to talk about aliens for a while, dude. I'm into it. Oh my <laughs> god, dude. it's a. Uh, I want to start with the CDC today because it's. Uh, uh, we're all sick of talking about COVID, but I'm sure you dude, saw the yeah. announcement, yeah. man. Right saw that. What was that announcement? Um, people fully vaccinated don't have to wear masks anywhere indoor yeah, yeah yeah so first of all sidetrack valerie and i love to cruise the cdc put a they, they've already dropped it but they put a requirement on cruise lines if you're on a cruise that's a U, this is a u.s port you have to have a mask on at all times including on the pool deck like what kind of fucking because not? of because u.s people are dirty and yeah, they just don't want things getting out. So oh. they're they're starting to change their tune. They're starting to change their mind. Yeah. Uh, now, if people are vaccinated, and uh, are you vaccinated, Nick? I am not. Are you? I'm getting my second one tomorrow. Tomorrow. I um I am I am against vaccines, not because I'm against vaccines, but because I'm a giant pussy when it comes to needles. Mm-hmm. There's like no logic science. Like if the COVID vaccine is going to give me 5G and let me speak Russian, I'm in. <laughs> Cell phone reception and bilingual, bitch. Let's I go. wanted the the um, ch- chip implanted in me. That's why I got it. <laughs> You're like my dog, man. We can scan you home away. Let's rock. Yeah. Um, I want to be tracked. Are you going to get a vaccine, Nick? I don't plan on it. Yeah. I I needed a good excuse or a reason that said it was time because I, I don't get the flu shot. I don't. I, know, I don't get the flu shot. Yeah. yeah. I have 
I have one vaccine in my life I do plan on getting, and it's the one for shingles. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, shingles. You're a bitch. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Um, it was one of the worst episodes of my life. A good friend of ours recently had shingles, yep. and we've been sharing stories. And I, uh, This friend did uh, inform me that you sang All the Shingle Ladies. All the Shingle Ladies. Oh, sh- all the Shingle Ladies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> made me really happy. It's like it's worth it now. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Dude, when I, ha- I had it in my optic nerve on my head, and when wind would blow, I used to have a little bit of stubbly hair back then. When wind would blow through my hair, it fucking hurt. Ugh. It was that painful. I've heard it's just yeah. horrible. So the shingles vaccine last I checked, um, things might have changed. And my friend, uh, our mutual friend, is, is actually hearing different stories maybe. Um, it was like $800 for me to get the vaccine until I turned 50. When you turn 50, it's like 100 bucks or something. Your insurance won't pay for it. So that was it. COVID, I'm like, fuck it, dude, until there's a reason. Mm-hmm. But travel restrictions. The travel. Yeah. yeah, that's why I got it. Not the, the chip thing. I mean, both, but the yeah. Traveling. Are you traveling anytime soon? Well, I want to travel. And so that I just wanted to get it out of the way and get it done with. What would convince you, Nick? Um, more science would convince me if I like. If we talk about uh, vaccinations against, you know, what I think of, of like childhood diseases, uh, measles, chicken pox, all that stuff, I believe that those diseases should be vaccinated against, and I believe that those vaccines are effective. But this I one was too like rushed for you. I mean, f- for just my own personal comfort of like, hey, I think that I do more than most people to keep me healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and exactly. But but if someone said, oh, I have uh, <laughs> AIDS. Let's mm-hmm. say, let's just say a disease that, a that exercise, no, ju- just to, as a separate example, a disease mm-hmm. that exercise doesn't really right. do very much against mm-hmm. of like, hey, I have whatever it is. Uh, there are some infections that, uh, and diseases that you could have that eating well and exercising really wouldn't come Matter. back. Yeah. But uh, this seems to be an illness that uh, as long as you take care of yourself, uh, is is pretty preventable and that when people get it doesn't seem to be really life-threatening for for anyone Mm -hmm. Uh, the number of people that i've uh, that i know who have gotten positive tests and weren't aware that they were sick has gone up a whole lot Mm -hmm. so honestly like i I get that everyone not everyone many people are super excited to take their masks off Mm-hmm. And it bothers me, like on a scale from one to a hundred, a hundred being the most it could possibly bother me. It's like a seven. But like, do you think that? Okay, so the CDC says that we don't have to wear masks if you're fully vaccinated. Yeah, they but also said we didn't need to wear masks when it all started. But <laughs> what about you know? I mean, the to each his own, right? So each business will probably still have sure. You know, hey, we just feel more comfortable that you wear a mask. And so um, there's still going to be that. And I th- I think that this will. Uh, make it a nightmare for any person <laughs> yeah. who is responsible for <laughs> enforcing the wearing of masks at yes. any business. I know. I went Be- to the mall the other day, and this la- this poor lady, like, she just kept having to remind people, like, we need you to wear your mask in the store. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, that lady Super is like, fun all job. day, all day. <laughs> no, I mean, and I... I was just at Sprouts, I was just at Chipotle, and I will wear my mask in those stores. No one's ever going to have to ask me to put my mask back on. Right. And it's not that I'm not worried about being in that store without a mask, and I'm not worried about the people who I see in that store without a mask, other than it's like, hey, you know what, we're all doing it. Like, mm-hmm. why do you feel like you don't have to do it? Right. Hey, we're, uh, we're all agreeing that 
whatever the reason is, like because this actually helps or because, hey, this is what we're trying or, hey, because this is just what society's doing right now. Like, I'll mm-hmm. wear it. I don't care. Exactly. I don't feel like my rights are being oppressed. I don't feel like anyone's stealing my freedom. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not afraid of, of getting sick and yeah. I will still wear it if I need to wear it. Exactly. And I can fully uh, understand and relate. Like sometimes I'll exercise with the mask on just to prove a point of like, <laughs> yeah, hey, that's it sucks. Like it's not like breathing hard and sweating with the mask on, especially if you have something that's made out of fra- fa- fabric that when it gets completely wet, trying to breathe through like wet cotton fabric is super unpleasant. Mm-hmm. So I can understand anyone who says, hey, I don't want to wear it, but uh I don't know. I'm just not, uh, I, I don't feel like any part of my life is threatened strongly enough for me to be scared enough to think that I need the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I d- I'm, I'm under the same boat. I don't care to get the vaccine. I'm, I'm reasonably healthy. I'm, I'm not in a condition like either one of you guys, but I'm, I'm not in a bad place. I'm not in a threatened demographic. Um, I, I take a lot of precautions just not to get sick in general. You know, I, I like to wash my hands. I like to natu- naturally keep my distance. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest things for me in COVID is somebody will come up to give me a hug or shake my hand, and I'll fist bump or, or arm bump them, and they're going, oh, COVID. I'm like, no, I've been like this since before COVID. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of people are very like, oh, oh, no big deal, but some people will push it on me. I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you, dude. You, you can say I'm doing it for COVID. Great. Um, but with those precautions, those general life precautions, I, I don't think I'm really a threat. But Nick, I'll put it to you this way: don't not not really an offer. But let's go to Europe in two months from now. You and I got a paid for trip to Europe for two weeks. You need the COVID vaccine to do it. Would you go? Would you get the vaccine? I'd have to think about it. I have to think about it. It's for work. It's for something. It's for a project you and I would do together to go to Denmark or to um, uh, Europe for a couple weeks. <coughs> I'll take his place. Also, <laughs> will go. She's got it. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm mainly asking just because. I'm yeah, I mean, this, this situation really could present itself, and I'm, all, I'm curious to where that line is for you. Not that it, no, I'm not challenging your line. I, I'm just curious. I guess the longer that time goes on, you know, if if I knew for sure that there was solid science behind the vaccine. Of like, hey, this is definitely safe for people other than maybe feeling sick for a couple of days. There are no serious <coughs> side effects. I think I would get it. What's the serious side effects you're talking We don't about? know. We don't know if uh, there 5G. are serious side effects. I know. I was like, oh, crap. I mean, but part <laughs> of me, you, I, will, I love a good oh, conspiracy 5G, theory. Yeah. But yeah. tinfoil hats taken off. It's like, man, I've seen a lot of class action lawsuits for a lot of medications on, you know, on television growing up as a kid. And, you know, I've, I've never been a, a really early adopter of anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy the first generation of iPhones. I didn't like that's just Same. not the sort of person that I am. I like to sit back and, uh, hey, if someone's going to make a mistake, let me learn from their mistake first. And that's just the <coughs> that's just the sort of person that I am. Yeah. And so I think if you couple that mentality with the fact that I again, I just feel like I take better care of myself than, than most people do. And um I just don't feel like for me, I need it. Mm-hmm. I, I fully understand for some people why they feel like the um, risk or the why the benefits of having the vaccine mm-hmm. are worth it. Because, hey, I like to travel. Mm-hmm. Hey, because uh, I'm doing anything I can do to, to take this mask off. Hey, uh, I live with a person who has diabetes. Hey, wh- whatever, whatever it is. Man, I fully uh, understand and support anyone who decides <laughs> to get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if for your for yourself and your lifestyle and whatever it is going on for you, if you feel better with that vaccine 
and, uh, and less of a chance of being hospitalized and a higher chance of being asymptomatic when, when you when you get it. Great. Get it. Awesome. I'll, t- I'll drive you there. Like, I'm not going to talk anyone out of getting it. And yeah. I think everyone should, uh, if you can't uh, have a good explanation for why you do, do don't or, or do have it, so, well, we should at least all think about it because, you know, it's a weird time and a weird place in the world. And especially if you have a problem with how things are in the world, maybe you should uh, think about what you would do to, to make it better, or to make it different. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty healthy. I'm not bothered by, by wearing masks. I would like to see the people who are super bothered about by, by wearing masks not have to wear them. But... Uh, yeah, so they can stop bitching. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so like um, after I got my second shot, actually, um, I, f- I saw this thing online and it was like, what is in these different um, vaccines? Because there's three. I think Johnson & Johnson got pulled now, but the Pfizer it's and back. the br- it's back. Mm-hmm. So the three that are out right now. Um, Moderna. Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson, they... Um, had kind of like a breakdown and you could tell like what the different things were and it was like you know blah, 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 like slight you know of covid and in each one and there was different like things right i don't know ingredients ingredients um but that was kind of cool that that was circulating because i think a lot of people are in that boat where they're like well it's so new and like what are they putting in me? And then, of course, conspiracy theories or whatever. But it was cool that that like that information's out there. Now, I haven't got the shot. Uh, straight up, man, if I can take a cruise comfortably and safely because I have a COVID vaccine, I'm getting the fucking vaccine. I also won't be the first on cruises for a while. I want right. to see them establish. Yeah. Like, I don't care about the vaccine to cruise. I want to see it safe. Um, but. I do have one life hack. A good buddy of ours, Mr. Peterson, uh, recently got the COVID vaccine, and his life hack is simple. When they ask you left arm or right arm, get it in your non-dominant arm. Yeah, so exactly. He presented his right arm by default because, oh, it's my right arm. He just defended. And the next day, he's like, my arm is so sore, dude, I don't want to raise my arm. He had to pack it. I don't want to move my arm. I just complained about yeah. how sore it was. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. Mine was pretty sore, but apparently after the second one, it's like more sore. Yeah. I've also so, I've heard, sucks. and I don't know how true it is. A good friend of mine um, was telling me they think they believe they've heard the same rumor. So hearsay: uh, if you've had COVID, your chances of having a uh, a strong reaction to the vaccine, others getting sick from it, is much higher. That's what my sister said. She got COVID, yeah. and so she was kind of scared about that. <coughs> but she seemed to be fine. Yeah. I uh I don't know, man. It's the thing that's most interesting to me right now about COVID is Texas. We were super late to close down borders. We were super late to govern things. We were super early to open back up. And um, when Texas two months ago ballpark uh, opened back up, quote unquote, um, I a lot of people questioned it. A lot of people were for it and a lot of people questioned it. In my opinion, I thought we should try and then gauge our response based off of the, the results. Like, so, hey, Texas, let's try. Let's remove these restrictions. Two weeks later, three weeks, four weeks later, that time frame, we're going to see a true story what's going on. The numbers have gone down. It's two months later now. Mm-hmm. And we have not had a rise in cases. We've had a decrease. And f- Florida, I think, is uh, further ahead of us in that game. Sounds like they start stopped caring about it quite a while ago and stopped wearing masks. And, and they're down also. And the UFC event that was there. I think that's a good example of uh, how they're dealing with it. Oh, yeah, the boxing match that was right up in uh, Fort Worth. There was like 73,000 people in that arena. Oh, is arena. that true? Yeah. I was thinking there was like 15,000 in UFC 
fight? Um, so this actually, this one was last weekend. Okay. And it was between the uh, British guy and the Mexican guy. Um, and apparently there was. Will you tell me who the British and Mexican guys are, please? Guy. Okay, the Mexican guy, um, looks. <laughs> Canelo Sanders. This is gonna get pra- playfully <laughs> so racist. Funny. I'm excited. It's so funny because at first I was like, oh, that's the English guy because he looks super like Irish, but he's from Mexico. And then the English guy was really tan and he could have passed as like some Latino. Right. I was like, this is just too funny. But Canelo Alvarez and who? Uh, Sanders. I don't know Sanders, but. And that's the English dude. right? Anyway, so 73,000 people and that has beat the largest congregation in boxing in like the world. Oh, I'll let you pick which one's which Canelo Alvarez. And then I don't have to say Billy Joe Sanders. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So Alvarez looks like an Irish dude, like red hair, super, super white. And it's just really funny that he's Mexican. But anyway, um, yeah, so that was a, like the largest congregation without like any social distancing or any masks or anything like that. 73,000. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And that was in Dallas, Fort Worth area. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. What is, uh, what's the name of their uh, stadium there? AT&T Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, dude, it's crazy. It's neat to see. It's interesting to see. I as uh, a huge advocate of us being cautious early on. I think we needed to be cautious with COVID because we didn't know what we had on our hands. I think we needed to explore. Spaceland was uh, very quick to open up <laughs> to a pretty good uh, level. Um, and and as a skeptic or somebody who's worried about germs, I was like, man, we've got to try. We've got to explore. As a matter of fact, the rating center, the first two weeks of Spaceland's opening, we didn't open, and it was the largest part was to let Spaceland test with a limited load on their system to see what was going to work. And as their workload was fine, we added our workload back to it. And, uh, man, the amount we jumped, the amount of skydives we've had, and the amount of full loads we've had, there's been people on our DZ sick with COVID. If you don't think that's happened at your freaking community, you're just stupid, man. You are. But we haven't had an outbreak at our DZ either. And we've stayed extremely busy and extremely active. So I think it's proof that uh, it's not what we think it is. I think it's proof that uh, we can learn to live with this. Early on, people died a lot at a super high mortality rate because the only people getting tested for COVID were the people dying of COVID. Right. Not trying to be silly, but... I mean, the numbers are very skewed. Yeah, we didn't know to test anybody. The mm-hmm. the, the numbers went down because suddenly everybody's getting tested. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't wait for it to go back to normal. I, uh, I'm getting a little bit more peace of mind and comfort being in public. Um, it's easier for me to... I, I walk around publicly regularly and think about not having my mask on in a public space. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking about how comfortable would I feel, how comfortable would I be. And a large part of it has to do... Uh, do I have 73,000 people around me? The answer <laughs> is probably I'd, I'd wear a mask just to keep you from spitting in my face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I feel like people are going to be wearing masks in social situations now. Um you know, kind of like how they do in, in China and stuff, because it's like now it's like a normal thing over here in the Western Hemisphere, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think as time goes on and we learn more about the virus, because it's like uh, once it's out of the media a little bit and there's no benefit for anyone to make it, make it look a certain way, uh, like when it's not so political and when it's not so polarizing, uh 
and there's just real information about it, I think people just might feel different. Mm-hmm. Like right now, it's like, man, the, the fact that how you feel about the coronavirus might be closely tied to whatever your political affiliations are. Sure. It's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. It's like, hey, w- like since when science doesn't care, right? You're supposed yeah. to be able to say, oh, well, let's put this virus on this surface and see how long it lives for. Yeah. And let's have someone touch that surface and see if they can track the virus. And it's like, I still don't know. Like, we don't know for sure if it passes on virus. No, I'm a socialist. Services, whatever. I can't yeah. get it. Yeah, I'm a socialist. Whatever. <laughs> but the, the people you know, whatever have, they're doing. have these political ideas that have a big influence over the way that they view the entire situation. It's like, man, I just, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait until enough time passes that no one's charged up about it. And then we get this much more collected, objective, science-based mm-hmm. conclusion about what it is, how harmful it is or isn't, uh, where, where it, I would love to learn more about where it came from without yeah. anyone having to worry about who's going to get in trouble yeah it's like stop putting things in a box let's just have a conversation about it you know like they're it's not black and white we don't have to take sides thanks michael jackson (laughs) (laughs) uh so i was playing games the other day man you know i I like the game way too much i was playing warzone with jeremy brown's brother chris throwing you under the bus chris brown i I love the fact that jeremy's chris Chris brown Brown, (laughs) uh we were playing and i forget gosh i'm sorry chris brown (laughs) i forget what came up i forget what was going on but uh the conversation got to we landed on the moon and he immediately we've not been to the moon I laugh, ha, ha, ha. He's like, no, bro, we haven't been to the moon. I don't believe it. Man, you're fucking with me. You're trolling. Like, we like to talk shit when we're gaming. We like to yank each other's chain. We like to lie joking. to people. <laughs> um, but like, it, it's, it's, w- there, there are lies within our gaming group that none of us, so, some of us aren't sure which side to believe yet because it's such an ongoing joke. We're now like, what's true or not true anymore? I love those kind yeah, of jokes. It's, it's horrible. Like, oh. But I found out he really believes. Uh, he, he could easily be convinced otherwise, I, I think, but he, he was like, no, we haven't been to the moon. Do you think we've been to the moon? I know we've had this conversation before, but else, I don't think you have. Uh, yes. Yes? Then why I haven't mean, we totally gone back? Seen, I've totally seen the, you know, the green screen thing. Like, yeah. you know, in Area 51, we, like, made it seem like we got went on the moon. If we're putting a rover on Mars, we just, we, okay, fun fact, we just produced oxygen on Mars. So don't we. We did. Yes. <clears throat> Something with like, they pulled some of the air in and then like f- filtered it. I don't know. But they made oxygen. So that's basically like, hey, we can have, you know, astronauts up here and not have to lug all of this oxygen with us. We're able to actually produce it right here. So if we're able to do that, then. But how we do we know we've gone to Mars? They're faking that too. Well, I mean, there, you can go down the rabbit hole for yeah. anything. You so know? I think some of my friends believe <coughs> that, man. But it, it's so weird to hear what people believe. Um, do you know the purpose of us being on the on Mars? What some people will say why we need to be on Mars is for? Um, to colonize it because we're destroying Earth. <laughs> Not so really. I don't think said and done. That's the goal. And Elon, you've seen the Elon video, like the hour and a half. Uh, eight years to Mars when thing. Yeah, when he makes the whole presentation. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's unbelievable. Look for it. I'll, I'll share it on the feed here in a little bit. But uh, Elon does a presentation hour and a half long about uh, his eight-year mission to Mars, which I don't think he's going to meet. But the idea is we do need someplace else to live. We need someplace else to be, and we don't know if Mars is that sustainable place. Mm-hmm. But the International Space Station has been a waypoint for us to understand space exploration. It's a way for us to figure out where we're going to and getting to. 
Mars is that launching point, that base that we can actually go beyond. We can go further. Like, what have we learned about Pluto in the last flipping 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. What have we learned about the moon in the last 20 years? If we can get to Mars and then explore that much further and look that much further out and then use that for, like, where are we going? So the colonizing of Mars is... From uh, some people's viewpoint, and, t- and to me, it's the most important view. Uh, to, to it makes the most sense to it's me. It's a least. launching point. Exactly, it's the beginning. This is where shit starts for yes. our exploration. And I hope we go to Trappist first. Where is Trappist? Trappist is like the these closest, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the closest solar system that looks like ours to us. So it has like a big star in the middle that has a sun, and then there's rotating planets, and it has similar distances, and they even like. S- there's a certain distance where they're like that has water on it. It could sustain life. Like how cool would that be? I wonder how. Uh, I mean, I'm sure this answer exists. I wonder mm-hmm. how long it would take for us to send a craft of any sort to Trappist. To Trappist, I, I, it's like hundreds of light years away, but it's the closest one. Forty, forty light years. <coughs> so how long does? It, I mean, we're nowhere near the speed of light. How long does it take us to send an object that whatever uh, an an uh, Earth uh, originating object can travel. I know, like the spaceships now, like that we have now, would probably take like hundreds of years or something. Oh, it would take got, approximately th- at least a thousand speed of light. It's two hundred and thirty-five trillion miles away. Trappist, T R A P P I S T dash one. Trappist star system, two hundred and thirty-five trillion miles away. <laughs> That's the coolest thing. Oh my God! I mean, it's a cool so idea. I mean. It's neat to me that that place actually exists. Yeah. And if you had a means to travel there, I want to go. Mm-hmm. You could. It's a place that you I physically could get. It exists just like this place that we're in exists. Yeah. I, that's fascinating to me. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we're not going. I <laughs> know. Anytime <laughs> soon. <clears throat> not in our lifetime, but yeah, it's just so cool that they could like hypothesize. They're like, you know, it's a certain distance away from the, the their large sun, and so it's not hot enough. Or it's hot enough to sustain life, and it's not hot enough to burn s- the life up. And they could see that there's remnants of water. So it's like, that's life. Could could have life, you know. NASA space shuttles reached 18,000 miles per hour. At that speed, it would take approximately 165,000 years <laughs> oh to arrive at Alpha Centauri. Good. And approximately 1,491,000 years to reach Trappist. One million. I, I years. thought this 165 would know. Yeah, <laughs> um, one, one and a half million years to reach Trappist, we're traveling 18,000 miles an hour. That's but insane. It's seven planets. Three of them are potentially habitable. Which you know, what do we really know from this far away? Right. Yeah, it's just hypothesis. But yeah. it's crazy, man. Space is like I'm not a huge it's Star immense. Wars and Star Trek fan because uh, just a sci-fi nerdery, but because of space, it's just mm-hmm. so fascinating. It, it, it's out there. Yeah. So. Oh, man, it'll take a million years to get there. DJ, <laughs> do you believe that we've landed on the moon? I do. Uh, Mark Wallace, Tyler Perkins is right. The Earth is flat. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. Um, not really go fuck yourself, but the Earth is flat. I do think we landed on the moon. People say, why haven't we been back? The cost to make it to the moon it's versus the cost. the cost to make it to orbit. The result, the squeeze is not, or the juice is not worth a squeeze. We can learn enough from or- orbit in the space station. Um, so why not save the money? There's not a need or demand. We needed proof of concept to see if even phasing and looking at the space station was worth it in the first place. Yeah. So um, when will we go back? Uh, dude, we've got friends. We still need to sit down. I, I think I'm to a point with Randy Morgan that 
I just want to get them on the show and not get our NASA tour that we can't get. Um, I don't know when COVID restrictions for them will change or a schedule will. Mm -hmm. But uh, do you know Randy? Yeah, and then he could just like talk about how cool it is. Well, so give us a little tour. Our goal was to actually go on the tour before having on the show to give us that mm. deeper level of conversation. Mm -hmm. But he works in uh, s exploration, space exploration, mission to moon, mission to Mars. Mm -hmm. So he's got a super interesting take. Um, I've done NASA journeys or, or uh, tours with him before journeys. Uh, dude's wicked smart, man. Mm. The shit he'll talk about with space is is absolutely unbelievable. Nice. So yeah, and then you could have some video, and I could like plug it, and it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick, you haven't asked Elsa the question: Why has she got painters tape on her wrist? Oh, well, geez. you know, I was gonna start that conversation with, hey, you know how when you're hurt and you have a cast on or something, everyone asks you about it and gets super annoying really fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, Elsa, what's that thing on your wrist? Um, I went to kickboxing last night and I kind of injured it, and so this is what I'm doing right now. It's a good. It's <laughs> a good look. Looks artistic it and functional. Right. It is painters tape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Relevant. You know that they, they sell uh, ace bandages now at the I store. I know. I just haven't had time. You know, between going to work and coming here and everything. Why'd you look at me <laughs> when you said that? Like it's my fault. <laughs> you live so far away from me. Um, no, 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 no. Actually, you live so far works, away from me. Right. <laughs> but actually, this is really working, and it, it's also just kind of a reminder not to like use my wrist a right, lot. Yeah. It's I think that's the best thing about having having an injury wrapped up is it, it keeps you from using it like it's crazy. normal. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like kickboxing now, but did you, what did you <laughs> you, you blocked wrist. a punch? Is that what happened? Um, I think it was the hook, the hook, and then I like kind of bent my wrist while I was. You mean you're it. punching fools so hard that that's what that's what hurt your wrist? I guess so. That's what's up. You know, I really I also enjoyed come it with, the, with that raw power. <laughs> I had a lot of fun, so I think. This How long have you been doing kickboxing? This is a fun injury. Um, just one night. Yeah, just <laughs> just yesterday. <laughs> off to a bad start. Well, you so might not be cut out for the sport, right? Well, so after the fact, they were like, "Oh, we should have had you wrap your hands before you put them into the gloves." Can you say that a little louder into my tape recorder <laughs> so I can take <laughs> it to the lawyer, please? Right. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that would have made perfect sense." But the guy that I was working with, the guy that was training me for the intro. I was like, oh, I have these wraps. And he was like, nah, you don't need them. And so I got conflicting advice. So now I know. Well, it sounds like they they should pay for your doctor's visit. Right? I know. Nah, so you'll be fine. I know. <laughs> don't, fine. Don't, 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 don't ruin that little bit. It's not swollen or anything. It's just I think I just tweaked it a little bit. So, so where does an interest in kickboxing come from? Um, well, so I'm training for a half marathon. And I'm looking for. You're gonna fight someone for the first place. <laughs> right. I'm just gonna. <laughs> the guy next to me, I'm gonna kick his ass. <laughs> you can't beat me. <laughs> right. The kicking actually is my favorite part of kickboxing. But um, cardio. I'm just wanting to find different cardio things. So I've been swimming a lot, um, and now kickboxing. And I have like four more weeks. Shout out to Sam Spears and Dustin Deterio. We're going. Woo. You guys are all running the half together. Um, Dustin is not, but, um, Sam and I, Sam might be walking, probably is walking because of her injury. So, uh, 13.1, is that right? Yeah. Because kilometers into miles, so it's a weird number. Yeah. 26.2 is a full, 13.1 is a half. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, so what, uh, what started the interest in a half marathon? Um, Sam. Yeah. She's like, Hey, you want to do this? Because we had talked about running and our interest in running and doing that and i was like hell yeah it's in yellowstone national park 
Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to spend that amount of time in Yellowstone National Park. That would be <laughs> 13 sweet. Thirteen miles in. <laughs> yeah, I could walk that in a couple of days. Actually, yeah. I'd walk that in a day. Yeah. I'd enjoy it. Totally. That's a great hike. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, running. I know. <laughs> it's it'll be awesome. Was there a I lot of uh, elevation changes being I in Yellowstone? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, we're gonna be up, obviously higher. I think we're just gonna go up maybe two thousand feet. Not a whole bunch, but um, yeah. I don't know what elevation Yellowstone is at, but then within the course, I think we're doing like maybe fifteen to two thousand feet. Well, DJ is going to know in about two minutes what right. the <laughs> ground elevation of Yellowstone National Park is. I'm yeah. going to bet. Uh, let's see if you had to guess how how high would you think it's going to be? Yellowstone, like starting in Yellowstone. Yeah, Yellowstone, like in Montana, or something. Yeah. whatever. Um, I don't know, like twelve thousand feet. Twelve thousand. You're up in the night. My dad used to say that when I would say some crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're up in you're up in the night. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm going to bet that the elevation of Yellowstone is 3500, maybe 4000 feet. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I was thinking of like a mountain. Yeah, the, the they may have peaks that are that high. I'm going to say 4000. I haven't looked that up yet based off of that's about what uh Snake River is in Idaho at the Prime Bridge. Okay. So that just off of that basis the elevation of Yellowstone is fuck you 8000 feet. Oh. <laughs> we were oh, yeah, higher than I thought. So uh so you're talking about the and 2020 that's not the mountain that's just like Yellowstone not oh, on the mountain. The park sits uh, uh on the plat on the Yellowstone Plateau. Mm-hmm. At an average elevation of eight thousand feet. Oh, okay. Um, range from nine to eleven. Uh, so you're doing the 2021 Yellowstone Half Marathon. Yeah. Three hundred feet. Oh, uh, we're just gonna go up three hundred. Runners will climb a little over three hundred feet between uh, mile five and mile seven, and give nearly all of that climb back between mile seven and nine. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but. Uh, it doesn't say if that's the total elevation change or not. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jeremy, are you listening, you son of a biscuit? I saw you were at some point. Tell me what the elevation change is in the Yellowstone Half Marathon. <laughs> JB Inspires, check them out. So actually, we're not in Yellowstone. We're in West Yellowstone. So, <laughs> you know, there's that. Yes, and this is, uh, do, 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 do. it's the, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm looking up the right thing. Mm-hmm. But it's the, I think uh, there's probably only one. So yeah, yeah, Yellowstone Half Marathon, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday, June 12th, 2021. West Yellowstone. Yeah. There you go. I know I saw it. West, 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 West. That's <laughs> it. I'm super um, excited. Man, I, I just couldn't imagine. A buddy of mine just posted his 1,000th mile today running, and he, his goal is 2,000 miles for the year, and uh, it's it's phenomenal, dude, and no way. I just, it's it's something I can't do. I recently uh, was running around the DZ. Nick, I'm sure you see every now and then I will run out to video landings, and just the, the pain I feel on my knees. If I'm doing a lot of coaching in a day, uh, I did like, um, it's not bad eight jumps in a day to run out to the field, but when I have to r- uh, go out to the swoop pond back and forth and some of it run, what it does to my knees, I, I'm sure in part is due to my lack of running, but in large part due to my physical just knee issues I generally have. You know what we need to do for you? Mm-hmm. We need to find you a wife. I have with one. like a really nice job for the city. I have one that comes with like health insurance. I got and that benefits. I got that, and then <laughs> not make me a bitch about doctors. And then you need to get yourself <laughs> to the doctor. Fuck that shit, so they can fix your stupid knees. You know what they're gonna do? They're going to make me unconscious and fix my knees. <laughs> and I don't like going unconscious. That shit just messes with me. Like, 
I have gotten over the. I've been. I've had a few surgeries. Um, oh, I got to hit this button. I've had a few surgeries, and I've gotten over the fear of being unconscious. I've got over the fear of do you or don't you wake up. All I know is they put on a mask. They tell you to count backwards from 10 to 1. And when they tell me this, I think zero issues. I'm going to get to 1 and look you in the eye and be like, boom, right? <laughs> 10. And then you're and I don't remember. <laughs> I, I might count to 1, I don't, but I don't remember anything after 10. They're good with their shit. <laughs> but I, uh, I recover very violently from being uh, sedated. Some people have this issue, super nauseous, vomity, a lot of issues. My nurses have told me things to say to my doctors next time before I have a surgery. Let them know you need, and I forget the things I've been told. Um, I <laughs> have it. friends who are, <laughs> no, I have friends who work in ORs, and I know I'm going to, you know, Terry Bennett. Like, yo, hey, Terry, what's that thing I'm supposed to say again? I'm about to have I'm surgery. Violent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to vomit and get super, super sick. I'm going to be in the hospital for six extra hours because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them you need this. So, gotcha. or I could uh, call uh, the vice president of the Gold Diggers Club's wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Miss Lisa, I'm sure she can give you oh some good my advice. God, dude. We got to have Critter back on the show sometime soon. Yeah, I wasn't here when he was on the show, so I, I missed him. And we, uh, Matthew is actually, uh, Ma Matthew will be on the show sometime soon. We've uh, trying to put something together. But Matthew, Critter, and myself together, it was just a good time having you with us. It, it'll be the Four Stooges, no doubt. <laughs> I don't think there's as much gold to mine in my relationship, but I'm trying. Man, oh my God, I got pickups. Uh, gold to mine, it's the other, so my current hot question, we, we talked about, we've gotten into, uh, what's that stupid stuff? Crypto recently, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Did you hear the big news about crypto in the last day? The Doge. Nope. Oh. Elon and Tesla are no longer accepting Bitcoin. Guess what happened to the oh, crypto market? Shit. <laughs> Man, but I better check my my okay. holdings here. This I lost a grand in the last day. Okay, dude. Actually this, in the last about week. This goes against like so many things. Well, that I've heard from people. They're like, if Tesla is backing you know, not Doge, but just crypto, then crypto is like the next thing. And now it's not. Oh, shit. You guys are both checking. I mean, I don't, just don't know if that means oh, very much. No, so well, I don't, I don't here's, know. Here's I mean, what's Tesla's going on. Tesla will regain at some point. First of all, they won't do it because of the energy consumption due to crypto mining. People who are buying the shit out of graphics cards, sucking the shit out of power, that's their excuse to get out of crypto. But the fact is, in the next couple of years, they're going to get back in the game. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, Doge has already gained uh, like 15 cents today. It's already recovered a, a big step. Mm -hmm. um, uh, go Doge. Um, but it's uh, 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 Jeff Bezos is already talking about uh, Dogecoin and what his thoughts are on it. So a lot of big name entrepreneurs and big name retailers and are that's what talking I was hearing about that. Before all of the SNL thing, you know, where he was like, oh, I'm going to go on SNL and like promote it or somebody was saying. Oh, that. dude. Yeah. That, no, that was the hope. Everybody hoped Elon would promote it on SNL. And he went on SNL and his, I forget how exactly it goes, but his mom's like, oh, blah, 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 get a gift. I hope it's not crypto or something. And crypto, a lot of nerds thought crypto was going to scare skyrocket and then it didn't no it tanked yeah. it, it actually didn't tank it dropped big time during uh snl mm -hmm. and the next couple days and then since the uh whole like tesla won't take it it's it's dropped That's out nuts. but i bought i bought a good bit of crypto with zero fucks mm -hmm. i threw the money away and i look at it as a multi-year investment like it, it's it, and 
two to five years from now, I'm either going to have a shitload of money or I'll make the money up I lost tomorrow. Because within a year, it went up like a thousand percent or something. 16,000, I think, percent yeah, so or something for Doge. Yeah, so if you put $1 in do- Doge a year ago, you would have, yeah, a bunch of money. And so it's like, I get where people were like into it. Two months ago, know? I put $100 into Doge. At some point, if I would have got out, I was up 1500 in just two months. Just look, how many different cryptocurrencies are there on the market right now? Dude, I couldn't even fathom because but I've gone sh- through the list. No, it's but ridiculous. sure that that exists. If you if you just ask Google how many uh, cryptocurrencies exist. A lot. I, I really... And some are like... 4,000. Okay, so... four so of a penny. Right, so there's a... Okay, so Bitcoin's been wildly successful. Dogecoin's been pretty successful. And then you have Ethereum and Light. uh, Litecoin, and what's the other one? Ripple. Uh, I dude, it's so hard. Uh, Cardano, so, uh, out Polkadot of are the big ones. Whatever. So out of four thousand, these few have gotten lucky, mm-hmm. and it's like man, exactly. you c- you could have made four thousand investments into anything. Like if you took a pool into of four thousand things, yeah. and yeah, a handful of those did well. It's like yeah, I mean, some people did well on it, and. Maybe they're uh, maybe it's gonna you know maybe Bitcoin's gonna hit the hundred thousand dollar mark like they were saying earlier this year and maybe maybe it doesn't right but uh, I don't think that but we're not day traders you know so like we're not built for that where it's like you're constantly looking and trading and you know making sure that you're putting it in the right spot and so I think that's I think you make a valid point for me crypto is an easy thing because I'm not into stocks I've never really traded I, I have like. A handful of stocks I got when I was 18 years old. I've never looked at them again. They're probably I, I probably have like $12 worth of stocks right now. It's ridiculous, <laughs> and that might be if they're worth something. Um, but but I, I don't follow them. That's not worth it. And crypto, yeah. I'm not. I'm the same way. I don't follow it. I don't care. It's not something I'm into. But because I'm a tech nerd and a geek, it's immediately put in front of my face. So the information for crypto is so much more accessible to the nerd and tech-oriented crowd that we're getting in our face. It's more interesting to us. The stock market. Yeah. 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 So there's a much larger interest. And and then, of course, other companies accepting crypto. um, It it makes it a difference. So Mm -hmm. I think it'll come back at some point. I I think it'll regain. And if it doesn't. I'll make that money back next weekend, I hope. Sure, I really but that hope. is big news that Tesla is not accepting that because that was a big news when he said he was, you know? Fuck you, Elon. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know you, like, to, like monitor the internet. Dude, you're a genius. I love you. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel <laughs> he, that... He got a ping on his I mean, crypt- crypto is just definitely a growing thing, though, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, it's not fully there yet. It's like, it would take... Me, I would have to... If I wanted to give you $10 in Bitcoin right now, I don't really know how I would start. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, do you have the app or like? What yeah, again, how? maybe if we both have the cash app, maybe yeah, we could make that work. Maybe. But um, because wasn't there? I, a I know TI? how to send you money. Like yeah. I can send you ten dollars via Venmo right now. Yeah. And so at some point, people will be that connected to cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. and cryptocurrency will be accepted by you know whatever. Like that, you can get a. What is it? I think BitPay is the company that makes a debit card. That you can swipe your BitPay debit card anywhere. It has a Visa logo on it, and, and that'll take it out of whatever Bitcoin wallet y- that you have. Yeah, but that's just not—it's not as accessible as as American dollars are right now. It's still some I some point it might be. I'm still wrapping my head around the whole idea. 
of Bitcoin. I mean, it's it's the same idea of money. Of like, right now, hey, money has now. It used to be where money meant something. Right? Yeah, it used to be backed by gold. Yeah, and now we just agree that money has a value. Right. And so if we also agree that Bitcoin has a value, mm-hmm. and that that value is sought after by enough people, now exactly. But I mean, like, so right. It, so it started with goods and services, right? So we we put a value to that good and service, and we could trade those things. Then the whole gold thing came up, and then you would get little tickets, and that would be like, oh, I have this much gold, and that's where paper money came from, and. You know, so it like has gotten to where we're at right now. But so what's the value of Bitcoin? There's no goods or services with it, you know? So that's just, that blows my mind. I guess it's just, in my mind, it's picking up where money is now. Yeah, if enough people s- accept it and are all on board, and then you can say anything. Rice has value, you know? Sure, anything. let's trade rice. Yeah. Hey, uh, will you start Rice Coin right now? That's my new <laughs> cryptocurrency. Yeah, exactly. I, why did you look at me when you said start Rice Coin? Because you're There's at the computer, computer, you racist. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you want to start Hot Dog Coin for me, bro? What <laughs> hamburger coin? Let's go, French that, fry man. Okay, great. I love French fries, dude. I will dude, fully I invest in French, French fries. fries. <laughs> man, because who is Doge? Wasn't Doge Coin? It's like, a joke. It's, it's an, an internet dude. meme. Oh, no, it's a Doge. A it's a. Uh, it's a joke. It's a parody. Yeah, Reddit. I remember it being a joke, but I thought it was a dude who was like, "That's my name." No. Okay. No, that's. I don't know. Okay. There's. There must be more to the story than I know. No, it it's probably about. a meme. I know it started as a meme, but I don't know who started the meme or why. Yeah. I'm sure the internet would tell us. I'm sure that there are people listening to this right now that they're like, Ugh, they're mad that we can't yeah, have the right idiots. These idiots <laughs> don't know <laughs> about the words of Dogecoin. I'm sorry. My, my Dogecoin's up two thousand dollars today. That's how much of an early? Ad- no, I'm not saying me personally. I'm making fun. I, know, I, I did, so dude. I'm, no. I did buy some Dogecoin. Let's see what it's doing. Dude, I bought a hundred Dogecoin at a nickel. So every time Doge goes up a nickel, I make a hundred bucks. Nice. So I was at fifteen hundred dollars. You do it on, on Robinhood. Yeah. All right. I did. I, I had fifteen hundred dollars on Saturday based off of Robinhood. Does crypto? Yeah. It that's the only reason I fucking got. Uh, it, that, I, I've got. I don't have any stocks. Like I said, I've got a hundred and twenty-eight dollars worth of Dogecoin. Oh, that's and, right. My and that is uh, out of fifty. Coin. $50 has become $129. Nice. Doge hopped it way back up uh, this afternoon. And what happened is uh, Elon made an announcement saying he's talking to Doge about getting, um, what is that, transparency and efficiency, uh, talking about power consumption, et cetera. And because he's making this big move and saying uh, uh, Doge might be a better way to go for some people. Doge just popped way back up, so forty-five cents, fifty cents, See, like that. so four hundred fifty dollars. But you could be- you could talk me into believing that this is a strategic move to push up the price of Bitcoin because 100%. now now there oh, yeah. are two clear competitors, and now they're going to chase each other. The value is going to chase oh, yeah. chase its way I to mean, the top. I mean, politics is not not there. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's always going to be there. It's all fucking bullshit. I know. <laughs> Get back to some conspiracy <laughs> theories. And as you say that, uh, Doge or Bitcoin went back up a few thousand dollars over that same time. You know, that one market drives the other. Mm-hmm. That friendly conspiracy, man. I, it's, I'm super curious where Bitcoin and all of it's going to go because it truly it all has a value based off th- this stupid yellow rock that I dig out of the ground is called gold and you value it, right? Right, yeah. And where did that come from? So, you know. And, and the Bitcoin has that same value. We value it. We put some monetary value to it. Dogecoin. We, we made it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, people sell 
if you ask my insurance company what my old car is worth, it's worth nothing. You ask a collector what my car is worth, and it's worth a lot more. Exactly. It's just that perceived value. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm curious. I'm curious to where it all goes. Um, not because of a interest in, in investing, although I, I've got some stuff thrown away. Uh, I'm interested in where it go, goes because where's the future, right? right? When are we going to... We watch Star Trek, Star Wars, Deep Space Nine, or Stargate, whatever these movies are that have these fake currencies mm -hmm. and these digital currencies, and it's here. We're living yeah. in it now. Like, we have the three seashells. Exactly. So. <laughs> because, I mean... <laughs> Do you know what movie that's from, Three Seashells? I think you've oh, actually talked about it before. Hang on. <laughs> oh, it's not Universal Soldier. Why can't I think no, of this? No, uh, come on, uh, come it's, on. It's not Time Cop. It's got Sylvester Stallone. If you say it on the internet before Nick Lott does, I'll give you an Aries. Oh, no. Come on, on. Say, say it on, on Facebook. Facebook. It's Demolition Man. It's Demolition Man. You got Man. it. You got <laughs> Nick. You won an Aries. Congratulations. Woo, in your face. In your face. Let's hear that ham horn. I have it muted. <laughs> There's a button now. Man, Wesley Snipes just saved my, just got me a new altimeter in your face, world. <laughs> so one of my favorite things about the that movie show. is in the future, Taco Bell wins the franchise wars. Oh, Taco okay. Bell just went global. Yeah. Taco Bell smoked it through COVID and won the franchise wars during COVID. Yeah. Fucking Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullock figured something out before right. we did, man. I, dude, that movie, is, I love that movie. It's great. I love Taco Bell, too. On the real Chipotle has been kicking ass through the pandemic. Have you been to a Chipotle lately? Um, it's so busy. I haven't yeah. been to Chipotle lately, but you've converted me. I still, to this day, will prefer a Freebirds burrito because of the ingredients I want in a burrito. But the bowl, it's... I want to say the Freebird bowl is... Comp it's, it's, not, it's not a competition. The Chipotle bowl is better. What you have converted me. Good-ass bowl. I don't... It, it's... You know, I think Freebirds... Freebirds is good. Fresher, okay. But... To, to me, like Chipotle, the ingredients are simple enough that you can't mess it up. Mm. Like you can't make a bad combination of of what goes in their bowl, unless you uh, get diarrhea from hot sauce real easy. That'll mess your day up. But uh, Freebirds, there are so many options. Like the flavor of the tortilla, the different kinds of rice, There's the different kinds of beans, the different all of the stuff. It's too much stuff. So if you it's possible to mess it up. It's, it's possible to make a bad combination. But Freebirds is still delicious. Like, I had a yeah, monster a burrito Freebird. there a couple weeks ago with uh, Tex and Aletheia. Man, super good. Super delicious. I'll have to go to Chipotle one of these days. And get but that bowl. that bowl, gosh, it's so reliable. So what? Is there only um, like a regular tortilla? At I'm about to do a Chipotle commercial. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I, know, I know everything Everyone's about it. Like when, when Sam, like, let's say, uh, hey, Sam, I'm going to Chipotle. You want anything? And she says yes. I know exactly what questions to ask her in what <laughs> order. Like you want it, you want you want a burrito, you want a bowl, you want tacos. Uh, so there's only one tortilla there. Okay. You choose because brown rice I or white rice. I really like the um, cayenne tortilla. Cayenne. It's good shit. It's so good. Yep. But okay, so I'll get the bowl when I go to Chipotle. So both places have cauliflower rice now. Okay, fuck that shit. <laughs> well, if you're on the low carb kick, it's a really great option. It doesn't taste good. It what? I it mean, tastes great. It's the seasoning. Coming from there. someone who's vegan, okay. Okay, I make good cauliflower, but I don't chop it up and pretend it's rice. We use cauliflower rice here all the time. Some of it's <laughs> pre-packaged. Some of it Val makes herself in our food processor. Yeah, it's not rice. Every now and then we'll have a legit rice dish, but it's actually a pretty good substitute. Okay, well I'm saying the Freebirds one. Oh no, it's I, I like it. Yeah, it's not good. Because it keeps me from eating rice, but it, it's mm -hmm. it's just in this 
point, it's just something yeah. to keep me from eating Let's rice. Let's be yeah. clear, it doesn't <laughs> taste like white rice. Well, well no, it just no. doesn't taste like anything. They, I don't know. It tastes they like cauliflower that's seasoned. It tastes like whatever mm. flavor you put in it. That's one beauty about cauliflower rice is it'll take on whatever flavor. Yeah, I guess I like the dimension of rice. I love rice. <laughs> I could eat bowls of just rice I and need feel rice. totally Asian. I need lots of rice. But anyway. Sorry, so I didn't mean to do it to you. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Speaking of Asians, my chink-eyed sister was just in town. Oh, no. <laughs> you can't laugh. You're racist. I can say it because, dude, when I'm driving down the road, I have to hold my head sideways just to see if I'm between the lines or not. <laughs> Anyways. Um, hey, Elsa, you ready to play rock, paper, scissors? Okay. Cool. You know how to play rock, paper, scissors. Yep. Um, my sister and I were talking. No, we were playing with my niece. We were playing some stupid game, you know, keeping a four-year-old entertained. It was a good time. And there was a tie. So we had to do a rock, paper, scissors shoot-off to win. To, to, to win. And my wife's like, uh, I don't know how to play rock, paper, scissors. Wait, your sister said this? No, my wife. Your wife yeah. doesn't? Not Valerie doesn't know how to write. Yeah, yeah. But now she does. Well, so <laughs> the, the assumption is like, so it's, are you confused about like one, two, three, shoot on three? Or shoot one, two, three, shoot? Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I don't know what rock, paper, scissors is in general. So while my sister was in town, we got to teach my wonderful wife what rock beats paper scissors. <laughs> I'm going to get it all wrong now. Yeah, she had no. So Nicole Black and I are at the drop zone laughing and joking about this, and she's blown away. I'm like, I, I've never. Have you met anybody in your life no. who doesn't know how to play? And while we're saying this, a uh, buddy of ours, Bill Johnson, turns around a, a table across. And he didn't know? And he's just laughing oh. at us. Not like, you know, ha, but, you know, just like getting a good child. Like, why? Well, he goes, dude. I have no clue how to play either. <laughs> really? Like, really? People don't. It blew my flipping mind. Yeah, because that was like a staple when I was a kid. We are constantly doing that. Do we need to describe the rules of rock, paper, scissors for the one person that's listening to this that doesn't know how to play? <laughs> They're like, I'm so confused. I think said Fist it is a rock. <laughs> Peace sign. Scissors. Flat hand paper. Scissors beats paper. Paper beats rock. Rock beats scissors. It's a fair game. Yep. Best two out of three if you're a, a gentleman about it. Boom. Man, it's it's crazy. I grew up. Uh, it's junk and pull. I don't know. Like when I heard rock paper scissors, I thought you guys were making up a game. Junk and pull. I, I learned rock paper scissors as a kid while I lived in Japan, so I only know it in Japanese, and it's fucking aggressive compared to you Americans. But it's man. the same symbols. Hundred percent identical. Hundred cool. <laughs> percent. So like my sister's like DJ. We got to show Valerie. Like my sister calls me. By, most of my family calls me by my given name, Donji. Donji, we got to show her how to play. And so it's not just rock, paper, scissors. Just like it we went crazy. It's, you know how like Asian people sound angry and aggressive when they get at it? That's and, then, and then all of a sudden everyone's singing karaoke? Yeah, dude. All of a sudden, <laughs> I had the time of my life. And, oh, and, and then back to the paper, rock, paper, scissors. Oh, so that <laughs> Man, I've seen some really... Um, theatrical uh what's it called um racing into the microphone karaoke (laughs) (laughs) just talking about it but man i've seen some really like elaborate karaoke like where they they were just at a bar but it's like immaculate like way better than some people take that shit real serious yeah especially if you're asian yes it's part of the part of the ancient uh Asian culture. Backup dancers, lights, like all the frills. It's great. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Sounds like a Gravity Lab event that we tried to host a couple of times. 
Man, it was the, the karaoke night. I wish more people would get involved. It seems like a lot of people want us to do it, but not a lot of people want to get involved. And, and without people getting involved, it's just no fucking fun. Dude, I had a lot of fun opening both of those karaoke shows. Dude, you had a uh, lot of fun. You can rap. You there there is something crazy about your little midget white ass. You can fucking bust a rhyme. You you get you get with it. I listen to a lot of hip hop when I drive and I get kinda loud. <laughs> and Whitney. Yeah. I do I do love singing me some Whitney Houston. The f- the fact that like you can like produ- like produce words that fast. I think a lo- like a lot of people don't have that. I can't speak that fast, but if I memorize the way that a song goes, yeah, sure, that's no problem. You can spit lyrics, you just can't speak that fast. For will. <laughs> for will? For real. Come on. Oh, for <laughs> will. I'm like, dude, for the, foil. for the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun for me. But yeah. it's not fun to ha- to do that and then, like, walk off the stage and have no one want to, like, continue the party. Right. It's like, like, oh, well, that was, did I do bad? Like, did I ruin <laughs> Ruin everyone's good time. You suck, man. I'm not a karaoke person, so I would be that person who wants to just watch it. You just have to be okay with being silly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, hey, this is going to be silly. A lot of it's going to be terrible. And guess what? It's going to be fun. And sometimes it's, it's your turn to be on stage and be made fun of. And sometimes it's your job to support the person who's doing well or poorly. It's just, it's just like, yeah, hey, let's know that none of unless susan hickman's there none of us are real (laughs) singers so hey let's just let's just make a mess out of this i'm gonna have to start like a running list of like what i would want to sing because that would be like the thing right get up there and be like i fucking don't know what i want to sing any song you like i mean practice it in the car that's i both of the songs that i opened with i practiced in the car on my drive to work Mm -hmm. for the week before the event and (laughs) like cool i'm ready i got it Look at this guy. I just don't think, I don't see us doing another karaoke night. Yeah, probably not. If we did another karaoke night, it would be karaoke and part of a party and part of an event. There's it already wouldn't be the main thing. Uh, yeah, it just it couldn't be unless y'all come and push and represent well. Um, it, it just it couldn't be, and I don't see it happening that no, way. I, I don't think it will happen unless there are enough people who bully us into doing another one straight up because <laughs> it's like yeah. man, the, like the second one was a ton of fun like and i edited a video to, to the song and everything like i was ready to put on a show you know and there were like 12 people there yeah and it's like yeah well this is fun fun with these 12 people but uh i would want it to be a bigger like i don't want people to leave because they're shy or scared about going up on stage which yeah. is kind of what happened at the like the the end of that day right before the film festival started, there were people that were like, yeah, I'm going to get out of here before this karaoke thing starts. <laughs> and it's like, man, that's totally the wrong vibe. Like, yeah, that's not if what we, we want. Yeah, we want people to be coming because they're excited to support their friends or have fun or to be willing to be silly. Yeah. But just I think right one vibe. of the ways to get that vibe to happen is free alcohol. Ah. <laughs> free booze. <laughs> that is, is really what it is. Number one, free booze will get your ass to stay. Number two, booze and will get you on the stage. Exactly. But I don't see it happening. Power. Yeah, I, I think, uh, man, I want to throw another type of Gravity Lab radio party beyond the film festival. Um, quick, quick break uh, on the film festival. This year, we will be having tacos catered by Landing Point Cafe for the film festival. Yeah. Uh, last time we did it, I gave him a really tight budget because I knew skydivers are cheap. I knew skydivers are on a budget. They jumped all day and they weren't going to spend a lot of money on tacos. 
And Jay Daniel has one unfortunate side of his business. He uses really quality product. If you've ever eaten a fucking Landing Point Cafe, your mouth it will thank yourself. I, mm-hmm. I take my lunch and my food with me because I will go broke and get fat. Because if I'm if I'm at the DZ five days a week, I will eat five hamburgers and sets of French fries at that joint. So fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, back to it, he he kind of like substandard. And I say substandard in my opinion to what he can make substandard, and I and he would agree. So this year we're gonna have. I, I, I talked to uh, the team at LB Altimeters. They want to sponsor a few little different parties and events for us. Super huge shout out to LB. They really done a lot of great things for Spaceland recently. Uh, we've had a few parties thrown by them and they've been phenomenal. Last film festival, LB covered all the booze. This year they're gonna be covering the food, the food and the booze. Nice. So those tacos are going to be. Two per person free, so you can't eat all the tacos you want, Nicholas. Because <laughs> we go fucking broke off your ass. I'm going to get drunk. You're going to get drunk? <laughs> get drunk all up in my junk? It's never going to happen. I've said that for at least a <laughs> couple handfuls of events now. Oh, I'm, it's going to be the day I finally <laughs> get drunk. Nope. have not succeeded in getting white girl wasted. Speaking uh, of drunk, what would you just spill on yourself? Uh, no, she, I'm so glad the camera was on her. She tried to get up, and she was tethered by the headphone ah. and just kind of realized, my head's on a leash. Uh, so, yeah, two free tacos. We're going to have a nice level quality of tacos. I'm asking Jay Daniel to step it up quite a bit. He's super excited about what he's going to be able to use, make, and bring to the table. So uh, the next uh, Gravity Lab Radio event for sure happening is the film festival. For certain, uh, we're going to get that stuff happening, the, the food and, and the uh, drinks by LB Altimeter. Super grateful to them. Thank you guys and gals from, from LB. You guys are super awesome. But uh, not this year. I don't think it's too late this year, but at some point I'd like to throw another party. Maybe uh, an after-event party. Maybe do something after like one of our boogies or something that where we just host a party. Mm-hmm. Get a, a band there or a DJ, somebody to play some music so people can get out and boogie and dance and shake their booties. Yeah. Brian Menard. You want to see somebody dance? That Brian. little midget dude. No. <laughs> oh. No, Brian, Brian can dance. I like watching Brian dance. <laughs> Nick can fucking cut a Rug. I love to dance. It's weird. You know, I've been thinking about, about it. Like, <laughs> like 20 year old me at the club dancing. That fits. That makes sense, you know? I'm 35. I think about like being at the at the dance club as a 20 year old, seeing the weird 35 year old. Homie, you done missed it. It's <laughs> over. Why are you here? Yeah, that's going to be me soon. <laughs> but you have the size advantage. So nobody realizes it's an old man on the floor. They think it's this there young, fresh kid, yeah, man. If I, if I, man, I should go to the nightclub where they're enforcing mask rule, rules. I'd fit right in. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. the eyes. He'd be like, yeah, I'm 20. <laughs> it's uh, you you actually inspire me. So we we've been to a few events together where dancing is part of it. I feel like it must be weddings. And you're not. It's weddings. Matthew Peterson and uh, were you at John Barry's wedding? N- no. Uh, what was the other one we went to? You shot the video. Um, he, Heath, Heath and Paul. Paul's wedding. Yeah. Paul's wedding. Yeah, it's right there, dude. Look, I kept the uh, my Valkyrie has the Texas recognize a dog tag on her. Mm-hmm, yep. Um, that's Heath. If you flip it over, yep. There you go. Um, both of those weddings, you were cutting a rug, and not just you. Um, Nicole Black loves to fucking dance. She gets out and boogies with you. Brian Menard likes to get out there. Uh, Peterson will get out. Uh, Peterson is a better dancer than me, but he's not like any one of you guys, and he will get out there and cut. Zach Sobel, get your fucking ass out here, and we will party with you 100%, brother. Right. Um, he, we will, uh, Matthew will cut a rug. So it's just so easy when you see people out there vibing, having a good time, shaking mm-hmm. it. And my wife loves to dance, and, and I don't. 
So it's always fun when you get people out there motivating you to have a good time dance. Mm-hmm. We've got to figure out a party here in Houston sometime soon, sometime in the next year that's not the film festival that Gravity Lab can throw. Um, I'm really trying to I'm, – I'm thinking about pushing and, and, and expanding the Gravity Lab brand just a little bit more. Uh, the Rating Center, we've offered a lot of coaching over the years. Um, so free fall coaching, canopy coaching. I haven't done a lot of free fall coaching in years, but these are things we've offered. But the rating center offering some of these things, it makes a, a, some sense. So the rating center getting involved with some of the canopy events we've been doing, it makes sense. But it makes more sense that Gravity Lab hosts some of these things. Gravity Lab is a voice and a name behind some of these things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking of, we, we did the free fall extravaganza at some point. Uh, I think that was uh, a great idea. I think it was a little big early on. I think we hit, uh, we just we just went heavy and hard on our first freefall event. I think scaling back a little bit and, and bringing some more to the table, doing doing some things. We got some crazy friends, some really great flyers. So uh, yeah. let's let's let's. I think chew after on that. a boogie would be really great because I've heard from multiple people like, man, I wish there was like a bonfire out here or whatever because. You know, at other DZs, there's more of like a party zone that's outside of the hangar or whatever. Um, so to like kind of bring that vibe, I think would be fun. It would be a good time. I, I would like it. I uh, I don't hang out after hours a lot, in part due to I'm not much of a drinker. And when everybody starts drinking, I just don't like being around a lot of people drinking. And in part, there's like you said, there's not really a great place to hang out, a great place yeah. to chill. Fortunately, Spaceland is super gracious when we host events. Um, I, now, I will say Spaceland's super gracious in hosting events because our jumpers are really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, once upon a time, yeah, Spaceland... Respectful. And yeah, yeah. The hangar was open all night long. Things were left out all night long. It was not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And at some point, jumpers got irresponsible partying in ways that was just not good. You don't, you, you've got a lot of expensive gear in there. You mm-hmm. just got to protect all that skydiving equipment. Yeah. But the jumpers have gotten to the point where the Spaceland family can trust us to host events after hours. You know, I really thank the Boyds tremendously because they've kept uh, Nick. You weren't the manager when we started the film festival, and they kept the the hangar open late for us, later than they've kept it open for most anything for us to have a party, and it's it's unlike them. And one of the things they've said is they they trust our team, and I say our team. They trust those of us who are putting on that event, and thank all of you guys involved. But uh, the jumpers have really gained that responsibility. So we've mm-hmm. got the ability to throw a party. Um, yeah. I also want to throw an off the DZ party somehow. Not sure how that one's going to work out. Man, there's a <laughs> there's a, a bar th- th- slash dance club called Kung Fu in uh, in Houston. If we could have a an event at Kung Fu, man, You're I like, would. I'm down. I would lose it, <laughs> especially if I could have some influence over what the DJ was playing. <laughs> You're going to see me do some backflips. <laughs> Can you do a backflip? Oh, yeah. Kung Fu Saloon. Is that what we're talking That's about? That's the spot, man. That is the spot. We had such a fun night there once. Uh, uh, Sam, uh, her cousin was turning 21 and wanted to go out to a bar for her 21st birthday. And we went to, to Kung Fu. And I think it was my second time there. I think I'd, I had been there once before. But, uh, man, it was super fun. So it's me and Sam and all of her cousins, which is this gang of four foot tall beautiful filipino girls and tommy miller was was with us too it was super fun and we just had our own little like dance crew happening nice on the other side of the club there's like these legit like 
b-boy like, like in a circle kind of thug looking dudes <laughs> on the other side in their circle and our as the night progressed our circles were like merging together nice. and then just just like the the dance scene that you see in a movie where there's a big circle and people dance in the middle that that <laughs> fully amazing. happened and all these tiny little filipino girls that i was with were throwing the fuck down nice. it was super fun it was such a good <laughs> night so I have very positive memories uh, associated with with kung fu, and it's cool they have uh, like you've you been to a bar where they have like old arcade games sliding mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, dude, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. arcade games. It's just a good atmosphere. Yeah, let's do Each that. Each of our locations are home to eighteen plus vintage arcade games like Galaga, Centipede, Miss Pac Man, NBA Jam. He's on fire! Mortal Kombat. I can't wait to see the fucking new movie. Golden Tee. Oh, the new movie's really Big good. Buck Hunter. That's a Texas. Just you gotta have it. Uh, shuffleboard, foosball, ping pong, skee ball lanes, giant Jenga, giant connect four board games, uh, karaoke. Dude, they're f- it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. The, uh, the only problem I see with this kung fu saloon joint is, w- uh, man, if we got it, all it's the it's already junk- open on weekends. That's the problem. It's already open. Uh, yeah, on weekdays. It's open seven days a week. And to get like a, a group there, I, I don't know what it would take to get a private group there. And I could see a group of skydivers if we arranged a convergence on there it, it could be a damn wild good time wild yeah <laughs> <laughs> there goes our ability to come back to that place it's 21 and older only so that knocks out you know some of you fun jumpers so elsa you're over 21 aren't you now yes okay just checking <laughs> i still am not sure how old you are I still don't believe your age can you believe she's 42 she looks great for 50 <laughs> man oh my god Lori jr <laughs> so what else new is going on in y'all's lives you go. Come on. What do you got? Well, we talked about this. Training for your half marathon. You're beating the shit out of, out of people at kickboxing. That's it, pretty much. I get home from work, and then I train, and then I go to sleep. And that's my life. Sounds like a pretty good life. <laughs> yeah, I've only gone skydiving like once in the past like two months, though. That sucks. So, yeah. Well, it sounds like you're filling that, uh, yeah. filling that gap with other things. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. But I miss, I miss jumping out of planes. When are you going to be back out to the DZ? Most likely next weekend uh, for the PD demo. Oh, yeah. Next weekend. Not not this coming weekend, but the weekend after PD. The Performance Design Demo Tour will be in <laughs> Houston on the 21st through 23rd of May. Yes. They'll be in San Marcos the following weekend and Dallas the weekend after that. So uh, excuse my ignorance on what months and days are. Actually, look, I have a computer right next to me with things called calendars on them. Yes. Man. So not this weekend. Yeah, PD's uh, here in Houston, 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Uh, San Marcos, 28th, 29th, 30th for the Come and Take It Boogie. And then the 4th, 5th, and 6th of June is Dallas, I believe, on that one. So uh, and hopefully the weather looks amazing because this weekend looks windy and cloudy and gross. Sunday definitely looks poop-tastic, so uh, it is what it is. Val and I... I wanted to go watch a movie with Val, but uh, there's no movie showing at the right times for us. So Sunday is what it is. But uh, Are you going to go see Mortal Kombat? Um, I would like to, but uh, the only showing of Mortal Kombat is at the theater. We want to go at 4.30, and we have friends coming over at 5 o'clock. So mm. really wouldn't work out too well. But yeah, yeah but it's awesome. Is it? It's just, yeah, it's yeah. so good. I've heard super mixed reviews about it, well, but the okay. mixed reviews I hear are people who hold... Like, you can't compare your ex-girlfriend to your current girlfriend. Right. Like well, and also, yeah, like, the first movies were made when CGI wasn't a thing, right? So, <laughs> there's that. But, yeah, okay, there's not a strong plot, but it's about fighting. So, 
it's a movie based off of a <laughs> video game with people who throw spears and yell, get over here and say babetality and turn you into a little baby. Yeah, and have a babetality. That's the thing. You know what a fatality yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, I play the game. Yeah, babetality. Literally, like a fatality, special combo, and all of a sudden your character boop, turns into a baby That's version of a That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It's a finishing move, no. right? Or oh, whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. Nope. <laughs> Lost <laughs> all respect. <laughs> but no, so like it's just jam-packed full of really cool effects and karate and stuff well maybe if if the martial arts are good enough yeah. maybe it's gonna redeem <laughs> from a babetality <laughs> but man i doubt it there's no babetalities in the movie oh good okay all right <laughs> great now we're back on track yeah. animality turn into animals don't know if that one ever happened Th- that's in the video game though right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the video game's yeah. insane friendship it's i don't weird. know if you've seen the friendship ending instead of finishing them you do something like but baraka cuts up a bunch of stuff and then holds out like a little you know how you cut up paper and then you spread it apart and it's all the same thing do you know the only ship that never sinks what friendship friendship can't sink the friendship uh i have some friends who would prove that you can sink a friendship so uh that's why they guess they're not friends anymore well it's not my fault Actually, it is, and I've been oh, to talk to you about our relationship. Sweet. Well, <laughs> our friendship's sinking. I was super wrong. <laughs> That's it, man. I'm flushing this one down the commode, Johnny. So you asked you asked what's new in our lives. I want to know what's new in your life, DJ. What are you up to? Uh, fuck all, dude. I, Nothing. I know, I know <laughs> yeah. that your life looks pretty different than it did a year ago. Man. <sighs> dude, I, I, I like to keep some of my life private more than people realize, and some of it I, I like to expose some. Um, definitely COVID was for me a phenomenal opportunity. The first two weeks of COVID, I straight up played a fuckload of Call of Duty, like obnoxious amount of hours. And after about two weeks of that, I had to do something with my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I I guess I'm going to get a little transparent here with the show just because I think it's time that I, I, we own this transparency. But just before COVID, Nick Law and I took on a contract for social media, and we actually uh, produced social media for a manufacturer. And it went pretty good. It's actually gone fairly well for us. And, and in that gig, that manufacturer's asked us to work in different capacities, and that's wonderful. Since then, another manufacturer asked us to work on social media. And Elsa, that's actually – Elsa, to give you guys some background on the show, not coincidental when she joined the team – uh, we were looking for somebody to join this team. We were also looking for somebody to join our social media team. And Elsa fit the bill. A fun jumper, a young jumper. We wanted that for the show. A female, we really wanted that for the show. Somebody who can do well with social media, better than you actually realized. You were Boom. so nervous about it. I, I remember know. that. And I now like, you're I don't do social media. Oh, my God. People have talked to me about your social media. They've been very, very happy. And I, and, yeah. and I don't mean the... The, the people who own the accounts, I mean people, the, the, the audience has been impressed. Good. Yeah, that's what that's when I'm happy. Not yeah. when the customer is happy, when the audience is happy. Totally. Because that's, that's who when... I'm, I'm why I'm doing it. Yeah, so <laughs> she joined us for all of that at once. So uh, Gravity Lab Media Group is something that we've exposed, uh, I guess, very small culture. There is a good handful of people who know it. Uh, we've hosted photo shoots for LB Altimeters. Daniel Angulo is part of, uh, I call it Gravity Lab Media Group. Here is what Gravity Lab Media Group really is. I know a motherfucker who talks a lot and can sell anything. And he's a good-looking son of a bitch. Just saying. This good-looking son of a bitch has friends who are talented motherfuckers. Nick Lott, 
I don't give a fuck what you say. You're a badass editor. You go fuck yourself. Put that microphone away. You I can make an okay movie. I'll say that. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> he is uh, Elsa. Would you agree? He's a badass yes. editor. Okay, cool. Elsa, <laughs> you do great with graphic design, and you've done some other projects on the side for me as well. Yes. Daniel Angulo does a wonderful job with uh, with photography. He's done some projects. So we are catering to with our forces combined, or with wow. our powers combined. What are we? The Power Rangers? No, 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 no. Uh, Captain, Captain Planet. Planet. Yeah, yeah. Planeteers. <laughs> so basically. I've come to that point where I can facilitate my friend's ability to work on really cool projects um, and also accommodate really cool projects for other friends. I have friends who own businesses. I have friends who own manufacturing facilities. I have friends who do a lot of different things. So my ability to tie all these friends together, and in some cases I tie them together out of just networking. In some cases I tie them together as we actually take on the project and we do the job. So I have now the rating center. I was doing 30 rating courses a year, 20 canopy courses a year at some point in my life. Um, I'm now doing maybe 12 canopy courses a year. That's about to cut back down to six. Daniele Tancredi taught his fucking first canopy nice. course this weekend on his own. Super proud of that kid. Super stoked to have him on the team. Um, and I also used to manage the business. I would book courses, schedule customers. I, I would do everything. 30 courses a year, ratings, 20 canopy and manage all the business on my own. Um, now, Chris Vidal is running the lion's share of courses. I'll teach one or two rating courses a year max. Um, I'll assist in a lot. That's another story. Um, and then a gal named Katie Van Lowe is our office administrator. She books courses, manages our schedules. Uh, if you ask, if somebody told me they had a course recently. I go, a course next week, and asked me about the course. I'm like, you got a course next week? Yeah, you don't know? I'm like, fuck no, I don't. That's Katie's job. That's not my job. I've done that to allow myself to facilitate other businesses. So, uh, man, COVID gave me the opportunity to grow, but to me, it's more important. It gave me the opportunity to support my friends. You know, getting you a little bit of extra work, getting you a little bit of extra work, and, and Elsa, by the fucking way, um, w w I, I don't know if you know this, Nick, when we brought Elsa onto uh, our social media team, I asked her for a gig. She asked me for a bit more than what I offered her. Then I explained what I asked you to do was a little bit less than you realized. Elsa did above and beyond what I asked and above and beyond what we paid, so we gave you a little bit more. And once again, you've raised that bar. You are fucking phenomenal. You are crushing it. Yes. Um, I can't thank you <laughs> enough. I really can't. You, you've done really, really well thank in all you. your above and beyond. Uh, you are by far exceed my hopes and expectations, and I have fucking high standards. So. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Thank you. I have you. fun with it, too. So, like, I have high standards for myself, but then, like, having fun with it, I think, makes it that much better, yeah. you know? So we've got super infinite access. I got access to super dope graphic designers. Elsa's a great graphic designer, video editors. We've got Nick. We've got, um, um, what's that guy, Daniel Angulo Photographers. Other people and <laughs> other entities that, uh, <laughs> that work with us as well. Um, I was actually hoping Daniel really would be here tonight because I, yeah, I was considering, plug yeah, I was considering <laughs> plugging a little bit of Gravity Lab Media Group. But if you are interested in media consulting, media needs, we can't always fulfill it right away for you. But if we can't, I know other homies in the business who do it. So if you're looking for it, we can help you find it, whether we're your solution or I refer you to another solution because there are some super talented people in this sport. Yeah. And my chance to uh, share their skills and, and help them make a better living. It, it's That's that's what I've been up to. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. dude, the, the TRC team has grown tremendously. I, I'm just... I'm blessed. Super fucking blessed, man. You you bunch of badasses around me. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's yeah, that's super interesting. So, like, with 
you having to kind of slow down with COVID, it kind of gave you the opportunity to step back a little bit and be like, oh, I can delegate, you know, certain tasks for other people. And well, no, I was really trying to set. I actually had that set up for a long time. Hank is Hank is the cutest sometimes for me. I love Hank to death. And in this case, I say he's the cutest because over the years I've asked Hank, I need you to do certain things in certain ways because this is a vision I see Mm -hmm. and it's potential growth and expansion. And Hank was always gracious, always understanding. Sometimes it was a struggle. Are you busting out the cheese? It, yeah, uh, Hank can have <laughs> a hard time changing flow sometimes, but he would always work hard with me on it. Uh, throw me one of those. <laughs> so Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> but I just—I didn't expect it that quickly. That was—that was my. Cool, that was a good throw. I think I hit the microphone. Didn't uh, I? No, you hit my hand. That was oh. my cat like cat like. I can't speak English. Uh, so, but oh, recently Hank's like, oh my God! All those things you've asked me over the years, I see him coming into fruition. I see why you've asked him. Oh, neat. So that was something I've been trying to set up from the beginning, even though I didn't know I would make it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trained in my life to, uh, I, I've been raised in my life to train your replacements. So I'm always trying to think about the generation behind me. Mm-hmm. My purpose in skydiving. Legacy. Right. Exactly, <laughs> man. Like I don't have kids to leave a name behind, so I'm going to leave a name behind by making an impact on whatever I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that wasn't hard. The ability to take time to focus, to make those other growths uh, happen, because uh, to be honest, I needed other reliable sources of income to be able to Sorry. hire Katie, to be able to, like, a lot of the money I've given away to the guys who work fast, they given away, I said and done making money still. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't make nearly as much money off TRC as I used to. So I have a substantial pay cut from my own company. Mm-hmm. But I found another way. So it gave me the time to invest in other resources, not yeah. necessarily the ability to let go. Mm-hmm. Because uh, train your replacements, I'm very quick at letting go and... Uh, I, I sit on my hands to not micromanage. Uh, Nick, I think, saw me last this past weekend. I wanted to spy on Daniele the entire time, not because I didn't trust him. He wouldn't be there if I didn't trust him, but because I wanted to watch my baby boy grows up, right? He's How all did you boy. spy? I didn't. Uh, Actually, okay. I did. <laughs> um, I had manifest let me know when he would manifest a load because mm-hmm. when he manifests loads, it tells me what time frame he's on. I have no concern about his uh, knowledge. It's just time management. M- most people who teach these courses do fine with knowledge. Just time management is challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, I, I went up to uh, Veronica to be in the office. I'm like, hey, yo, let me know when you manifest. And she was immediately, yes. And then when I told her, you're my like secret squirrel spy, she's super. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm in now. I'm like, it's a secret project. Let's go. Like, I'm going to always tell you it's a secret project now. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. It's, you know, it's really <laughs> what it was. She made it e- She was 100% in, but yeah. it, it, became, it becomes fun when you do shit like exactly. that. Exactly. So uh, it, just the ability to, to grow, you know, make make the most of a shitty situation. Nick became the manager. Like, I- if COVID didn't happen, Nick would have been the manager of Spaceland uh, way, way before he was announced a manager of Spaceland. COVID gave Spaceland the time to slowly make that transition. I don't know if I'm right, but based off the timing of what yeah, you and I know. That's, that's right. Yeah. So um, it, it, it gave me the time to uh, to put it together more than yeah. anything else. So. And I think that's kind of like a good reflection, right? Like, unfortunately, we're in this world of just go, go, go. Everything should happen now. You don't have the time to reflect or, you know, but I think that's wrong. You know, like we should have time to fail and figure it out and, you know, this and that. And screw the 
really fast world <laughs> that we're living in. Yeah, I think it's a mix of both. I mean, I think uh, sometimes you can take your time and prepare for, for the moments that you really need to scramble because those moments will come. Yeah, regardless. And if you uh, spend your downtime being productive and preparing yourself for the times where you just have to rush and you have to push, then uh, then you got those skills waiting. Mm-hmm. I like the way you said that. I 100% agree with you, Nick. You, you, you focus on the good times, so when the bad times come, it's a process. I've trained for this. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, Jer- DJ's eating a bunch of cheese right oh now. dude fuck <laughs> you i'm sorry if you're listening to me smack on that foot it's so I, good. I start i start isn't it great dude man every time i come now cheese. you're just gobbling cheese i just eat food that's what i like it's I my know, evenings it's, it's great so it's great. I, I, the cheese just gets me it's my, my pregame is chipotle where i saw tex and alethe on my way here they went to sit you haven't been to cineholic still no, oh I still haven't. they went to cineholic after i just saw them at chipotle alethe is sending me messages right now about how great cineholic is oh, you gotta go there oh shoot Okay. But uh, yeah, Chipotle, and then Sprouts. That's why I always roll up here just a couple minutes before we uh, <laughs> before we start. This this is the new part of my routine up until this last week. Chipotle's been closed, the dining room, so you can't sit down and eat, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so instead of sitting down and eating, I get my food to go. I drive to Sprouts, and then I crawl in the back of the van in the Sprouts parking lot, and that's where I enjoy my meal. I don't believe you. One bit, because you stand up and walk to the back of your van. <laughs> Just, that's not true. <laughs> I will hit my head on the on the ceiling. You know that's true. I it's don't o- actually know It's only true. a four and a half foot ceiling. You know I'm four foot nine. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love food, though. I can't help it. Yeah, Especially when I know that I'm eating food that's st- like that cheese and these and these stupid really MCT stuff. bars. I know that it's still within my, I'm behaving myself. I'm on my diet. Yeah. Yeah, I will binge eat all of that garbage. For sure. We <laughs> need to do another company <laughs> dinner. We need to do a media group dinner. Deal. Dope. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I owe you a dinner anyways. Down. So uh, we need to find, like, you're, you're straight up truly vegan. I'm sustainable. So I think I've explained this before, but it's just easier to be vegan when I go out to eat. So help me with sustainable. Um, basically anything that's coming from a farm that, um, you know, doesn't have a big carbon footprint, doesn't have, you know, a bunch of additives, whether it's, you know, so hormones if I or... I did that once. What? Made a hormone. So <laughs> if I find it... <laughs> You know the words. My 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 wife has heard that joke for many many years, (laughs) and she's like, "Did you?" No, so she's not a whore. Don't call my wife that. What the? Before you you met your wife, you know my poor. She's like, I don't believe you. My poor wife, man. We were sitting in a doctor's office for my shoulder surgery stuff, like going through massive issues, and my doctor used the word hormone, and I said, "I did that once." <laughs> she immediately just like, just like yes, did the smack her head, shake her head thing, and the doctor had zero fucking sense of humor, and he's like, "What?" I'm like, "Hormone." I did that once, and he just looked at me like he wanted to shoot me. <laughs> this this is also the doctor I'd never. If I I feel like if I told my doctor who did my surgery this joke, he would have high fived me. Like he he was super cool. The other dude was just a fucking pussy. Um, he was a square. No, dude, for real. He I need a shoulder surgery. Every doctor in the world I talk to, and this doctor's afraid of lawsuits, and he won't give me a so- shoulder surgery. Uh, I found out the hospital system for the first doctor I went to for my shoulder surgery. They won't recommend surgery for people despite needing it. Like they're, they're super, super cautious because of lawsuits. 
That's insane. Dude, it's, it's people ridiculous. just like lawsuit, lawsuit. Like they're yeah. I, I I should sue you for the extra pain and recovery and repair I had to do because I needed a surgery and you didn't. Fu- I'm it's over just it. I, everything. Yeah. Yeah. People will sue about pussy. anything and everything. Freaking pussy. Um, Stupid. Uh, <laughs> I forget what I was saying now. You're calling him a pussy. I was calling him a pussy. Oh, sustainable eater. Sustainable. Okay. So hormones. If, if a hormone, I did that <laughs> once. <laughs> I can't hear the word without saying it. Um, yeah. So if I found a truly farm to market table, not like uh, Whiskey Cake calls himself fa- uh, farm right. to table. I know. They just built one by my house. Dude, and I'm like, mm, they're phenomenal no. food, but I don't believe they're truly farm to table. So but if I, I find a local farm to table place. Yeah. So I found it when I went up to uh, Dallas on Mother's Day, we found this awesome restaurant um, called Righteous and plugging that because if anybody's in the Dallas Fort Worth area, <laughs> it was so good. And I did. I had a burger. <gasps> Oh my god! Yeah, because before we went, I like did a bunch of research, and I found that they got their meat from this farm, and I like dove deep into how they got it, got their meat and stuff. So, so deal bet, I will find a truly sustainable, truly farm to table restaurant. Um, I'm a huge sure. fan. I mean, I could do that research too, so you don't have to do it. No, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you plain and simply why, because I'm probably going to, you're going to be polite and respectful and pick a nice place. I'm going to be a fucking snot and pick a nicer place. Well, and then also like (laughs) no worries if you can't, because I've just, I always go vegan when I go out to eat anyway, and I I never have a problem. No. uh, So Valerie loves farm to table kind of restaurants. We both enjoy it. Um, I've been to quite a few truly local. They can tell me what local farms they get their stuff yeah. from. Yeah. And, and 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 also like shop local, right? Like I want to support the farm in Texas, not the farm that's over there, you know. Absolutely. I I, I love the the shop local idea. Um like for me gaming is back to a, a nerdery of me. And this this is a fucking ridiculous statement. There are gamers out there at the mid-level, and I say mid-level, let's talk, we're talking top-end streamers. The mid-level top-end streamers to bring in home $60,000 a month <laughs> what? in gaming. So if I subscribe to your Twitch stream, it's going to cost me $5. If you're a Twitch partner, you get all five of that fucking dollars to your pocket. Wow. There are people who average 12,000 subscribers a month. That means they're averaging $60,000 in subscribers a month. Oh That's God. not counting donations, bets, fucking all Spon- sorts of shit. Sponsors. Dude, zero debt. Da- there, there are guys out there who are making 300, I'm sorry, I'm doing quick math, 350,000. I, I can name a stream right now. 350 grand a month, except for he has a, a huge contract. It's probably worth way more than that. Um, these guys are ridiculous. That support local. What does that guy with thirty sixty thousand dollars a year need my subscription for, right? Yeah. So I actually have a home. I have a couple of homies who stream who have like a super low viewer base. So I subscribe to local. I subscribe to my friends. Mm-hmm. I shop at my local markets. I shop at local places when and where I can. That's so interesting. Subscribing to your local friends. That's a whole new shop local. I like it. It's crazy. It's weird. Uh, 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 Jeremy Brown. You know Jeremy Brown. He's been on the show. JB Inspires. He finally got on Twitch. He does YouTube. He does everything. Jeremy's a social media whore who tries his best to sell himself on any social media platform. Respect. I'm not making fun of him. He does a good job. 
He's promoting a good cause, fitness and well-being and emotional and physical both. Mm-hmm. Um, JB Inspires. He got on Twitch to find another place. Um, you can't pay for a subscription for him yet because he's not made that level, which is good because I wouldn't pay for a subscription for Jeremy anyways. Mm-hmm. I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's that buy local idea. It, yeah. It's so much better. Yes, I will go to Costco for my tri-tip because they sell prime tri-tip at a fucking great deal and there's no local butcher in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But, uh, dude, I got the Asian glow. Did you notice that, Nick? No. What, what's it from? What are you uh, drinking in there? Moscow Mules. I started I drinking before oh you guys showed up. I don't know what that uh, means. Moscow Mule. It is not whiskey. Uh, it's vodka. Oh. oh. Whiskey, it's a, uh, I forget what they call uh, a whiskey mule. But it, it's a Moscow oh. Mule. Vodka, ginger beer, and lime. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. People put all sorts of weird, crazy misks. It, it's just straight ginger beer. Vodka and lime. So uh, this is my second one, and you know me well enough. I'm a lightweight, so I'm having a good time. You're like, and now a I'm good time. Man, I'm <laughs> seeing uh, Elsa on her second beer over there. I'm feeling a little tipsy. Yeah, you should be get, you should be getting crunk tonight. I have a drink on. I haven't drank like a lot because of my training, so this is special. Well, sorry, I haven't joined you guys. <laughs> I didn't know it was a party. You guys didn't tell me till just now. <laughs> it's too well, it's not too late. I, I mean, I got to drive home, suit. I'm a responsible okay citizen. Yeah. You could sleep in the back of your stand-up van. That is a really good point. I don't do that nearly as often as I should. You bought the van with the idea to be able to I sleep sure in it. I sure did. I was going to convert it and use it as my mobile crash pad. I mean, I've slept in the back of it a dozen a dozen times, maybe a little bit more. Do you have a blankie and a pillow? i got a sleeping bag and a pillow, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. See? You're good. Yep. Do you have anything <laughs> soft in the back, or do you just sleep on the hard metal floor? You know, there there is like a, a <laughs> what, what would you call it, an ottoman? That Sam had this ottoman, and she said, hey, will you throw this away for me? And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. So I put it in the back of the van to take it to the dumpster. And I was like, well, hey, that's not bad looking. (laughs) Nick is short enough to use an ottoman for a bed. Truth. You heard it here. Truth. (laughs) You know, I started looking at, I don't know how long it is, but it's I I have to be like full fetal position to not fall off. But it's probably more comfy. Yeah, it's all right. Super comfy. But but if I'm uh, tossing and turning, as I sometimes do, yeah, I'll just take the floor. I like sleeping on a hard surface. It's no big deal. Yeah. I went camping recently, and that I actually slept like a baby. I mean, I had like a little bit of a squishy, but you know, it was flat and hard, and then a little squishy on top. Did you sleep in a tent? In a, in a tent. That's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. I haven't it camped in so great. long. Where'd you go? Um, Guadalupe Mountain State Park. Where's that? Or National Park. Um, it's. You right mean Guadalupe? Guadalupe, na- or Guadalupe Mountains na- National Park, um, right north of Big Bend, so like right at the border of. New Mexico and Texas. Okay. Like in the Panhandle, or not the Panhandle. The El Paso area? The whatever that is, yeah. The shoulder? I don't the know shoulder. what else you'd call it. Yeah, yeah. we'll jut out. Um, yeah, I was supposed to go to Big Bend, um, and then they had a wildfire, like a huge wildfire that gobbled up like 800-something acres. Well, at least you weren't there when that happened. Yeah, it was like right when we were heading out there. And so I had all this time off of work and I had plans with my friends and I had all my gear and I was pumped to go camping and hiking. And so we made this last minute change to go there. And it was really, really cool, actually. We ended up doing a lot more stuff than we would have done in Big Bend. We saw similar things. Did you make s'mores? No. Did you go streaking? No, me and my girlfriend (laughs) did. Flash the mountain a couple times. Oh man, I, I wish I was that, that mountain. Freeing. That was freeing. Just standing, be like, here, mountains, 
we, you show us your peaks, we'll show us. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> that was definitely what we said. Where, where's the freest place you've ever felt naked? Um, or you've, you've been naked and felt free? I've totally been naked on my balcony before. And that was pretty cool. Can I, can I tell a story? <laughs> no. I may have told this story before. My memory is really <laughs> I, I don't like where this is going. When, of when course we, I did. When we <laughs> were kids, right? So I was 14. Uh, you know, I, I became friends with my brother's friends. So they were all four years older than me. So I'm 14. Uh, my friends are 18, 19. And I don't know where we got this idea. We, we used to drive by the golf course in the middle of the day. Like we would do laps around the golf course. And anytime you saw a golfer in their backswing, we would all yell, four, and just try and ruin their drive, which was really fun for us. And you're on your bikes? Uh, no, we were just riding around in my, in, oh, in in my brother's car is, what I, is, oh, okay, is the memory okay. that I have. And then at some point, we started breaking into the golf courses at night. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then that evolved into we would break into a golf course, get naked, yes. and just run around. Oh, <laughs> Super weird. But, oh, my gosh, you don't know how the so- so- soft, the green. Okay. Of, I have of a story a like that, too, though. Great. Make me seem less <laughs> weird. But, oh, my God, it was so much fun. Yeah. Yes. And then it got a little more into vandalism after that. But just being naked and running around. Yeah. Good time. I've totally had that same thing where it rained, and so we had those like boogie boards, and we would go down the hills, and then that escalated into us taking off our clothes. Perfect. Yeah, streaks. Awesome. For no one. Got to do it. DJ, have you been <laughs> naked outside with people in a, what should be a public place? What is this question? I don't. Any any weird outside no naked streaking? stories? No, not really. Like I, skinny dipping up in the mountains, yeah. Okay. Um, because I guess streaking is like, isn't it streaking when there's a bunch of people around? And so that's what comes. Yeah, it's streaking if streaking. you're in the quads. Yeah. Where's like going to the quad of the gymnasium? <laughs> we're going streaking. There's more coming. There was no one around. We were just running around naked like lunatics. Then that's so. just being naked. So we were just streaking naked when other yeah. people are around. <laughs> um, uh, weirdly enough, I think my most freeing time feeling naked is in like public settings. Um, so uh, World Freefall Convention, you can find a few private showers, but if you want to take a shower conveniently, you go into a giant shower room on a military base where 10, 15 guys are taking a shower all at once. And you either face the wall and take your shower or you take your shower and you spin around with a f- like it, it's really hard to take a shower just facing the nozzle right yeah you've got to like have spin- your hair yeah, yeah. so you <laughs> like get over your shyness that, yeah i was way too excited yeah. <laughs> you get to, in the middle of the story about being naked <laughs> around a bunch of other dudes that yeah was too intense yeah. he's had too Two Moscow meals. Um, so the uh, <laughs> uh, everything's getting intense. I like it. So I guess like my first time being naked in public was like a child, like fifth, sixth grade, going to uh, hot springs in Japan. Okay, uh, onsens, going to like proper sulfur spring. You you go to this place where there's a giant pool. You see them in movies where you you take your little shower uh, outside o- the thing. Onsen, that's onsen, the word? yeah. Okay, um, and and. So that was like that was kind of as a child a little bit intimidating, especially going up Christian, being told like nakedness is a sin. Like, dude, Adam and Eve were naked, and that's when they knew they were sinners, and that was evil. Like growing up Christian, nakedness is a sin. So that first experience was very intimidating. Um, the subsequent experiences after that were very like kind of like okay, this this is normal. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, being around like uh, my Japanese family, it wasn't uncommon. Uh, like the, the the male kids, like if there were three nephews in the house at the same time, we would all bathe together. You would take turns, like 
there's a hot tub li- literally like you sit have you ever seen the japanese bathtubs that are like a square that are neck deep you sit in them kind of like oh, you're yeah, sitting sure. right now yeah i know what you mean yeah it's yeah. like a hot tub yeah that's what my family had in japan and these are really common in japan right well, i w- it was in my grandmother's house but my grandmother also had a uh w- when i moved to japan i shat in a hole in the floor mm-hmm. that's um like a proper benjo a proper fucking shithole yeah um, the shithole was full of piled up shit that would have vacuumed up every now and then. And the liquid, whether it was uh, sink liquid or toilet liquid, would drain out to a nearby ditch called the Benjo Ditch, the toilet ditch, that streamed down the neighborhood. And kids would play in this ditch all the uh. fucking time. Now, Whoa. you've got to imagine this ditch was basically as wide from me to, like, the, it was width as, uh, of the couch right there. Okay, but so still. I mean, it had water in it, but, but it was also. Yeah, it was trickly maybe, like, you know, six inches on each side where you had, like, an eight-foot to ten-foot gap. So you were never playing in the shit water, but when it rained, that's when it would mix. It would fill, right? So yeah, ooh, it's a whole gross thing. Whoa. So like my grandmother ruled Japan, like rice uh, tatami mat floors, proper rice uh, rice mat floors, shoji screen doors, like the door between my room or my my, my family. Every family in my mother grandmother's house stayed in a room. So when it was time to sleep, my grandmother had her own room. My grandfather had passed away. So my obachan, you know how like everybody calls their like their grandma on one side different than their other grandma? Mm-hmm. Super easy. It's a foreign fucking word. Yeah. Oba- Ojichan was passed away. And so obachan was the only one there. So she slept by herself. Uh, the oldest son, Osamu, lives with their mother. You, 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 you take care of your mother. You live in your childhood home. So Osamu and his family slept in their own room. So... Osamu, uh, what was his wife's name? Not Takao, uh, I forget her name. Uh, 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 Maki and Masahide all slept together. Um, and then my family slept in our own room. And there were literally fucking rice paper screen doors, like bamboo. You know, you picture feudal Japan. That's mm-hmm. the doors. That's the walls between the houses that my, my grandmother lived in. Crazy. So uh, I forget where we were at. Is it Kam? Oh, Ufudal. Uh, the <laughs> that's the bath that we took, Ufudal. Uh, is it common the baths are like that in Japan? I couldn't say. My grandmother lived in a fucking old super country town neighborhood. And that was, was like was a traditional... Very traditional home. <coughs> Absolutely very traditional home. We Neat. had um, a shrine in the backyard. There's a shrine to my Ojichan, my grandfather in the house. Um, the, like if you ever see movies or, or videos of people going into a house, walking up to the shrine, lighting incense, ringing the thing and bowing and being respectful. I, you know, I say yeah. it kind of joking, but it was like, that's re- a thing. Yeah, it <laughs> is, man. Like all of that happened in my, my, in my family growing up. That's cool. So we would, the three of us nephews would take baths together where one would soak in the tub while another one was cleaning in the, in the thing. So mm. public nakedness became very normal in Japan. And then uh, as an adult, like, getting out in public became, not getting out in public, going streaking, we're going streaking, um, but public showers, public situations where you're just like, fuck it, you're going to see my dick. I mean, you might not because hopefully you're just not staring at my junk because there's not much to show, but it's going to happen. I don't know why those are the most liberating times. Skinny yeah. dipping wasn't nearly as liberating because, you know. Because there are no strangers around or because yeah, yeah. it's dark or what? Because nobody sees. Like, I mean... Yeah, you're, like, underwater. Yeah, skinny dipping, uh, nobody sees. Okay, I get you. Yeah, like, I, I can make love to my wife in the middle of the water, and you'd never know. I guess, like, a Not that lake I've done that a on the beach in Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> in front of my sister. We're I like love you, oh, Debbie. Jesus. <laughs> God, I hope she doesn't listen to this one. 
<laughs> Debbie, I asked the question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's been drinking. I take no responsibility. But you know, like that's different than like a pool, right? Because it's I'm like glad she doesn't dark. listen to the show. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's, that's actually what <laughs> doesn't want to do it but um yeah you know because like pools are totally different um dark waters are better <laughs> what do you what? mean dark waters are better I, i'm terrified for of the, the water altogether so i'm just gonna stay out for yeah so people don't, people don't look um <laughs> yes i agree though have you ever had sex in water it's weird uh yeah mm, it's been a while i don't think it's that great yeah, it was just doesn't weird. do it for me. All right, I'm just curious. <laughs> Maybe it's the right place, the right time. I don't know. It's the yeah. I mean, that isn't that like yeah. That's the thing. It has to be the right time or the right place. Yeah, I don't know. So you asked the question: the most exhilarating place you've been naked? Yeah, I was. Then that came from my running naked on the golf course story. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So good times. <laughs> but can you imagine, like, man, being a young kid, and it's like, hey, if we get in trouble, yeah, we'll probably. You know, go. You know, you might you might get in trouble with your parents if you know wh- or whatever. Or you might you you might even go to juvie. But it's like, man, can you imagine now being an adult? <laughs> like, doing that. yeah, getting arrested. <laughs> some thirty-five-year-old man. Yeah, uh, officer, we saw this one running naked, screaming with his friends on the on the green of uh, <laughs> fair whatever. What <laughs> I don't know golf courses. <laughs> but it's like I don't know how I would explain that to anyone in my life. Now you're listed uh, as hey, a sexual sorry, offender. I can't make it to work today. Last night was crazy. I was naked on the golf course Would again. you be registered yes. as a sex 100%. offender? 100%. Yes. Yeah, oh, you're naked. Sucks. If you get caught pissing in public, That's a you've exposed yourself, you can be listed as you will be listed as a sexual offender if you're charged properly That's in a court of law. If you're a, if you're a man. Yeah, That's if crazy. you're a man. So what about the streakers who do it like during uh, football games? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's a m- more of a European thing, isn't it? I no, think man, streaking them ju- happens in America. I think I just saw one. That it was like a recent. That's good. It was a recent game because it was just after COVID, like or you know, like the COVID restrictions had loosened. It's got to be a sex crime. He They've was so pumped, <laughs> he got naked. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the biggest thing that happens with the sex crime is, is plea bargaining. I'm, I'm positive. If I get caught pissing in public that the court's probably going to lessen my charge so I don't get charged with sexual offender. Yeah, they Unless I was pissing in public, showing my dick in front of a, like I'm pissing right in front of an elementary school. And you were being that like... That would be an issue. A dick about it, right? <laughs> I mean, for lack of a better term. I was pissing in a corner, drunk uh, on a bush in the middle of the dark where nobody could see me. They probably, hopefully, would work with me yeah. versus pip- pu- pissing publicly on a high right, school football field. Right, because then you probably were like pub- publicly intoxicated and you probably have a whole slew of other charges. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping they're reasonable about it. But yeah, you can be a sexual offender just for going streaking, which is fucking bananas. Yeah, but I get it. I guess. I guess. Well, well you I don't know. <laughs> the world's too sensitive. Just let the naked guy be the naked guy. <laughs> he just wants get to be over naked. it. Let's get back <laughs> to the game. I watched this um, show recently called Worn Stories, and it's about pieces of clothing that like mean something. And they, oh, like, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. That there's that, but not <laughs> affiliated. Um, <laughs> So How do you know what that movie is about? I, I don't. I remember seeing previews for it when I was a kid. I just assumed <laughs> this is what we were talking about. No, this is a new thing on Netflix. Um, it's a good show, but they started off with a naked community. Uh, uh, what is that called? 
Yeah, the nudist, nudist colony. Nudist colony. I thought that was kind of funny because th- then they were like, these are my shoes. You know, like that was like the only article of clothing that they were presenting as meaning something or whatever. And that was pretty interesting to learn about how like nudist colonies work and stuff. Yeah, if I was totally Different. naked, I might spend even more time finding the right pair of shoes. Right? I know. And dude, this girl just had Crocs. I'm like, really? <laughs> well, maybe she doesn't want anyone looking at her shoes. Just wants to <laughs> get to eyeballing her downtown but mix-up. But that's the whole thing. It's not about that. Make like, my way downtown. All of these people were like, no, it's not about being naked. It's just about being like not in clothes. I was like, this is so interesting. So who yeah, knows? Weird. Who knows? So we've got nakedness. We've got uh, everyone's new lives that we're living. You know, it's been almost, you know what uh, Saturday's going to be? It will be one year since we came back from the COVID shutdown. I saw that on my Facebook or something. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You probably, s- did you see our, our dance video? Probably. Me and Francisco flipping the light switches in the bathroom. Oh, no, I didn't see that one. Well, what was the that's other a good one? one. Oh, that was a good one. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Silliness. But yeah, I can't believe it's been a year since we came back from the shutdown. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. It's gone pretty fast. Baby, we're back. That's right. Man, what has changed the most for you with COVID? In a year? Yes. Gosh, I was really nervous about uh, Sam, especially working as a nurse. Uh, I was really worried about uh, you know getting sick because we didn't know anything about about it then. Yeah. And, and then her being maybe more susceptible to it, too. Yeah, I mean, I was worried about her, her getting sick because she was going to be treating sick people. And this is when, in my mind, it was like, it looked like zombie apocalypse. Yeah. It was just based on the little bit of, of information that, that we had about it. So I was really worried about that and uh, really worried about what people were going to do, how people were going to act towards each other with that, uh, you know, that that dog-eat-dog survivalist mentality mm-hmm. and just seeing the few places I had gone, like, to, you know, just even doing my regular grocery shopping the and seeing what that had, had turned thing. into for everybody. It's like, wow, I'm afraid of I'm afraid of people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, those two things are totally gone. Of I'm not afraid of the sickness. I'm not afraid of, you know, the whatever, you know, wh- whatever shortages are going to happen because of the of the sickness. I think we're in the in the clear on that stuff. Down with the sickness. But. Yeah, those are the biggest changes for me. What about you, Elsa? Yeah. Well, I've seen just in the company that I work for, we um, are a printing company. And all the substrates, whether it be aluminum or plastic or foam or paper, (coughs) all of it has skyrocketed. Like, I mean, gone up exponentially where we have to pass that on to the clients now. We can't absorb it anymore. And that's nuts. Do you you know why? What's causing the... Manufacturing. It's the manufacturing plants. They're um, either shut down completely or they've had to move production elsewhere or they're coming from overseas and then they're being taxed a lot more or they're just raising their prices in general because they're the only production plant. Were these things that were coming (coughs) from China before and now aren't? Um, Yes and no. Some of them were coming from China. Some of them were coming from Canada. Um, And then it's just the supply and demand. There's just, um, I think with COVID... There's a lot of people needing signage, right? Just like, hey, we're open or yeah, but please wear your mask. Yeah, or like I don't I don't know. I feel like we did a lot of yard signs. Um, like way more than we usually do. And so I think just a yard sign? What's a common yard sign? Um a yard sign would be like um like a realtor sign. Okay. You know, like those 
It's they're like plastic. Um, My kid was the honor school student of the month. Politics yeah. signs. Right, and so then there was an influx of that, like where all of like the seniors um, didn't have their graduation, so then they would get a bunch of signage and and decorations for their front yard, or so it was just kind of a weird um, fluctuation. But I see that lumber prices are going up. That steel just prices. Steel prices. I mean, like there's a lot of just materials that now after you know we've had to not i don't I, I don't i can't explain it i don't know why but it is the supply and demand i feel so that that's something that's new for for me I think it's it's so I, I've done a lot of research. I've done a, a lot of uh, work. One, one of my jobs involves a lot of manufacturing or, or working with a manufacturer. And uh, I've had to learn a lot about this recently. And so uh, a big part of it is supply and demand. So a good example is the semiconductor market and the computer market is absolutely uh, horrible right now. Uh, graphic cards are really expensive. Computer components are really expensive. Anything to get a computer, you uh, you can't buy an Xbox easily. The new Xbox and new PlayStation, super hard to get a hold of still. Um, and all of these things are because of number one, COVID has really increased the demand on the supply because people suddenly want more computers. Mm -hmm. Computers were actually dying. People <coughs> were going to they're tablets. They're at home now, right? Yes. Yeah. So working from home, number one, but number two, people creating content online. The number of online things, the number of streamers, the number of content creators has increased dramatically. So the need for for resources like computers has increased dramatically. Can, can we say that we were podcasting before it was cool? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> dude. All you people creating skydiving content, Skydive Radio did it first. <laughs> so just saying. We had our computers first. Dude, somebody, like I've had this, I've had multiple friends approach me about somebody else doing a podcast or or some skydiving content. I've had multiple people like, how do you feel about Nicolot creating this such and such podcast? So he's oh, copying yeah, yeah, he you. stole the same idea that we stole yeah, from like somebody else. Dude, Skydive Radio and Joe Rogan. That's my inspiration <laughs> like for the show. Straight, straight up, straight no up. lies. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know if somebody was before Skydive Radio, but my book, Skydive Radio, oh fucking G. They're the OGs. They're the one who started skydiving podcasts in my brain. Joe Rogan, the we are fucking straight up copycatters. I love him. Is a form of <laughs> Ooh, he's gonna be in town tomorrow night. Rogan? Yeah. Yo, Stand dude. Stand up. Um, um Doc. Doc Morrow is a uh, comedian. Have you he's in Houston right now. Doc Morrow, if you watch the show, I, I didn't I, I met the dude uh, a week ago. I had no clue who he was until um uh, I, I followed him on Facebook. He's at San Marcos, he's in our student program. I'm in San Marcos doing some instructor standardization meetings, and this motherfucker is standing in manifest talking to Thomas Hughes and Whitney Hughes and a couple manifest people and talking about his first jump and his experience of his first jump and how he tried to take it all in and his thought process. And this dude blows my mind. Nick, you hear these students every now and then that when they talk about their experience, I I think everybody takes the best experience away from their first skydive that they can. I, 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 I'm not faulting anybody's version, but every now and then you hear that person who takes away that ultimate experience, who took it all in, who really wanted to understand what they were doing, who went through the training. Now, he's also in San Marcos for the A in the week. But listen to this guy. Talk blew my mind. So we, we got to chatting. Thomas and I are super geeked over this guy, just, just his attitude. He's like, yo, bro, he found out I'm from Houston. I'm from the mothership. He's like, yo, dudes, I'm going to be in Houston doing some stand-up, blah, blah, blah. Like, check it, check me out. Like, dude, you got social media? Follow me. So I follow him. Dude's a co-star on the big or on Young Sheldon. Mm -hmm. So if you ever watch the show Young okay, Sheldon, yeah. 
You know the uh, assistant, not the assistant coach, but the other coach. Uh, there's two coaches. I've only watched like one. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be super racist by saying this. Yeah. One is Sheldon's daddy. The other is dude's a black dude. Okay. Um, if you think I'm racist because I call him a black dude, that's just that's I'm racist. <laughs> I mean, fuck you. Um, that's Doc Morrow, dude. Okay. And so uh, he's actually going to be, I think, out at Houston sometime soon. But isn't that interesting that like somebody could take this the same takeaway from their jump, but the way that he has like relayed it and how he like puts it into a story, and that's what makes a good stand-up guy. Yeah. You know? Inspired me, man. Super cool to hear him uh, share his version, his story, and, and what he's like. How, dude, uh, I love hearing the Wuffo story, uh, but from somebody who can articulate themselves so well. But mm-hmm. more importantly, go into like I couldn't understand his thought process. Like I understood his thought process, but how did you approach? What life experiences have given you the ability to approach the sport in this way? And now knowing his, his showbiz background, his comedy background, it makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I forgot where I was going. I got distracted by oh, being um, racist. Podcasts, Joe Rogan, stand-up. Copycat crimes, whatever, man. <laughs> um, God, go fuck myself. I'm, I'm stupid. So, anyway, I, I don't think that's true at all. I think you're very smart, capable. Yeah. Oh, and gosh darn it, people like building you. materials. It's on my fucking screen here. Oh, so, yeah. uh, so <laughs> I found out that uh, the semiconductor <laughs> market is just absolutely just destroyed. In part, is that large demand of people providing content. Mm. Um, also, people are investing money in building their houses because a straight up COVID, we're not vacationing. So right now, you don't know this, you don't see this, but we're in the middle of a huge construction project in our front yard. In two weeks from now, you're going to come to the front of my house and the whole fucking half front of the yard is going to be dug up. We're digging like up half the front yard and and doing a paved patio. We've had a lot of construction in the back of our house. We've had a lot of stuff done inside of our house. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like us. We're not spending money on shit, so we're spending money on infrastructure of our house. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on top of it all, people aren't showing up to do their jobs because they've been laid off and unemployment was so beneficial or they found other jobs, they found other things. Uh, There's a huge concern for gas shortage this summer. Because it takes a special certificate to drive fuel trucks. That makes a lot of sense, right? Um, A lot of, through COVID, the demand of fuel went down. And because of that, some of those truckers were either laid off and through layoff chose to retire or retired. And now they're having a hard time getting people back in that job. And then they're having a hard time getting people to hire for that job. Uh, because of special certification. So there's an actual concern of a fuel shortage, not because of production, but because of distribution of fucking fuel trucks. Wow. So the labor force is not there. So the demand is high because we're utilizing it because we're not spending it on, I would say, luxuries or, or, or extra things. But then also the workforce is also not. I've been... I've had to study this a lot recently. The mm-hmm. workforce is also not there. Yeah. So material supply, the, the increase is ridiculous. Like I'm trying to find the prices right now. I recently saw an economic study on the, the percentage percentage increase on, on supplies and it's just it's it's astronomical. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the only reasoning that like um the company that I work for and and our distributors because they don't even know when they're going to get aluminum in or whatever and they're just like i don't know i guess it's just distribution or supply demand the manufacturing like they don't really have a concrete answer it's just kind of all of it all together and i i think the concrete answer is a little bit behind what i said just through the research i've done i I don't think every 
uh, distributor or every end knows that answer because a lot of people just accept the answers are given. Yeah. We have like one main distributor that distributes basically like to all of North America. And they're like, yeah, we just don't know when we're going to get this in again. <laughs> so if they don't have it, then yeah. Metal is the new hand sanitizer. Right? It's nuts. And so we're like, well, if we can't, oh, an ink ink to like print stuff on our big printers that even it's just like what the heck if we can't get that we're out of a job you know we can't do our thing it's crazy and that's happening now you know like when when things are revving back up again so people are like can we get our stuff like we don't have ink (laughs) that's not a great place for a printing business (laughs) to be yeah but hopefully we're not the only people because it is coming from like the main distributors so it's just nuts. Well, I know who I'm not going to for my printing needs. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, it's so, it's kind of scary. But Don't say that. She's a super reliable source for me. <laughs> well, for design, yeah. Yeah, digital. It's all digital. It's all digital. Now. No, you're going to print some other stuff. You can't uh, do that for yeah, me. That, ah. I'm talking about large format printing. Oh, sweet. So yeah, we're not ordering anything. So but yeah, yeah, we're so good. Sweet. The other printing is good to go, I think. <laughs> well, we're about to turn into a pumpkin. I can see right uh, now Nick there. is turning that it's little like yep. sprout on top of his head. My, my body's telling me, hey, stupid, you're supposed to be in bed in 15 minutes. Yeah. My mind's telling me no. But, but my, my body, <laughs> my body is telling me yes. Man, don't you guys see what you're missing for karaoke night? I don't night? see nothing wrong <laughs> yeah, exactly. with a little bump and with grind. With a little Nick and DJ. Whoa, it's getting, uh, it's getting weird. True, in, true intentions are coming out. I see why he's been asking me to come to his house every every Thursday <laughs> for so long. Don't tell Val. He's really You're never going to make love to me on the beach in Destin, Florida. I'm sorry. I don't want to make love to you on the beach. I want to fuck you. <laughs> well, in the water. Everyone's like got their an own, animal. Everyone's got their own version of their own fantasy. Yeah, the beach would be too messy. Beautiful. That's the why water. there's the water. Yeah, exactly. I'm so sorry, Debbie. You'll <laughs> never go to Destin with me again. You'll never see our beach vacations the same. Don't worry, Debbie. I'm not going with them either after after learning what we've disclosed tonight. <laughs> Yo, uh, so as we wrap it up, Mr. P, Rock, Paper, Scissors, anything you want to share? Uh, I don't know. I went to the dentist this week. She did a really great job. If you need a good dentist, ask me about my lady. Pure prosthodontics is the name of their place. So I have a huge, huge phobia of dentists. I, I like of, of all the doctor things, dentists fucked my world up. I really like it. I, I struggle tremendously. I'm oh going to. Uh, he, well, here, here's my here's my. Uh, Her name's Juana. She's <laughs> Colombian. She's very nice. I ninety nine percent of the time I've been in the dentist chair, my mommy has been right by my side, so I struggle with that one. Well, she is a female dentist. It'll feel it's a very feminine energy. Mm-hmm. The 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 assistant was also a, a very nice Latin lady. Mm. I will uh, for a little disclosure. My mother has been in the dental industry for my whole life, so uh, she's been either a hygienist or an assistant. Not my whole life, majority of my life. So most of my dentist spent okay. when, and I would when, say ninety percent. When is she visiting again? We'll get you to the <laughs> dentist. <laughs> well, so, dude, the dentist she works for, every time I visit Indiana, they beg me to come in and I'm like, I just do dentist scare me. So it I, I do need to find a local one. It, I haven't been to a dentist in about ten years. It wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. She fixed a couple broken teeth, got me all cleaned up. It's great. Yeah. I, I did that recently too. Well, yeah. 
I definitely need that. I have a couple broken. I have, I have some issues I need to get fucking taken care of. I Dude, my I had one tooth that was so is broken and ugly that I was like embarrassed to even go to a dental professional, someone who fixes broken teeth. It was like this secret hidden in the back of my mouth. <laughs> but man, running my tongue over right now feels great. So one of my problems right there, you, you helped me out. One of my problems is some of the dentists I've gone to basically shame you. Like yeah, that's th- not cool. They're fucking, you're a dick, bro. You're doing nothing to make this productive. So this bitch apparently is pretty chill, pretty laid back, and makes go you feel good yeah. about your fuck-ups. Go yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's uh, I mean, uh, they s- they said, hey, for not for not seeing a dentist in 10 years, things look pretty good. <gasps> like, cool, awesome. Too. It was eight years. Maybe neither me. of us are special. I know. Maybe they say that shit to everybody. I know, it's like after eight years, you don't have to do anything. They're like, no, you're good. Okay. Oh no! I need plenty of shit. I mean, done. no, they needed to fix a couple of, of broken teeth in my stupid mouth. Okay, so I'm better. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> they didn't lie to you; they lied to me. I have some <laughs> friends who highly recommended a local dentist to me, but we have some uh, business relationships with them between me and my wife. So it's just I refuse to go to that dentist because of other. Oh right, you're like conflicts. Yeah, exactly. You're like so I don't know if you're gonna tell me the truth. He's on the board of director of my wife's job, so <laughs> I just don't like don't want to go to him. Yeah, <laughs> it just kind of, I just, I just don't. I want to hold. You're gonna tell me something that I want to hear. No, I just want to hold the distance between her job and my life. Yeah. It's just straight up. Like, there's actually a group of friends that I socialize with, that cross groups with my wife's business, my wife's work, my wife's job place, and so I don't socialize with them because I don't want to socialize with the people who uh, my wife work with. I totally so. keep work, well, I guess my 9 to 5 work separate from my social. You guys are different. No, I, I'm the same. I really, if, if you actually look, I keep my skydiving uh, work pretty separate from my private life and personal life. Um, I do hang out with jumpers, Wait, no doubt. But You guys have lives outside of work? Absolutely. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, brother. Come on, don't you know that? This is my life out of outside of my 9 to 5. Hmm. And running, Forrest Gump. And, oh, shit, totally a shit ton of running. So, Miss Elsa, do you got anything else to share before we get, like, a split and out of here? No, this is fun. Bow, bow, bow. Awesome. Guys and gals, uh, next week we may or may not be back. As I've mentioned in the past, we're going to be doing every other week. We have a special guest potentially next week. I am working on it. I am working on getting that locked in. If we do, we will be back next week. Hopefully it works out. Otherwise, we'll be back in the next couple weeks. Uh, We're back to our normal schedule. We are back to doing our thing. We are back to uh, as normal as we actually can get. Till then... This is Gravity Lab Radio. That is Elsa Josephine. If you need any uh, work done, she is the craziest bitch I know. No, no she does a fun, phenomenal job. She does a lot of good work. Uh, if you need anything done, let us know. Hit us up. Gravity Lab Media Group, man. It's really an entity that we've been uh, having fun with for a while. Nick, hit it. Mine's quieter. Uh, but, yo, let us know. Till then, Gravity Lab Radio, Blue Skies. We are the fuck out of here. I'm sorry, world. You see what we've done.